1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, my
1: name is Tom Welling.
0: I played Clark Kent on Smallville, and you are listening to Always Hold On to Smallville. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Always On the Smallville. In this podcast, we talk about each and every episode of The Young Superman Show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on the WB and the CW. I'm your host, Zach Moore, and this time I'm joined by the geek of steel himself, Luke Bug. What's up, Luke?
1: Hello, sir. I'm very good. Excited to talk about my favorite show. Excited to talk about this episode in particular, because it's quite quite a unique one, and um, it's one of those fun ones that really gets the ball rolling. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the chat
2: yeah it's true because you know the first half of season eight more so than the second half but the first half of season eight season eight is a whole soft reboot of the show you know i think people mm. have described it as you know, it's kind of like lois and clark the new vintage of superman just smallville style and i think that's very appropriate especially it an is. episode
1: like this yeah i mean we see them walking around metropolis we see them getting up to hijinks together working together splitting up to get the job done but they're are- There are big Lois and Clark vibes to this episode, which which isn't a bad thing. They are ridiculously cute together, and this was a fun episode.
2: Yes, for sure. So so we're talking about committed, by the way. So so, so we'll get into that in a second. But Luke, Black Adam has just premiered.
1: Yes, sir. I've been working with Warner Brothers UK to help promote the release of Black Adam, and um, I was able to see it about a week before it was released and uh, signed like a million and like contracts to say that I won't spoil this film and I won't share my reviews until I'm allowed to. But yeah, it's been a fantastic, uh, time cause I got to see the film and then, um, interviewed the producers, uh, spoke with, uh, a lot of the cast as well. Uh, especially, um, an absolutely charming chat was with Mr. Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. and, um, Uh, There was a minute left of our time. Some of the producers in the background were saying, you've got one minute left, get one last question in. And I thought, right, okay. And uh, my mum is a huge Pierce Brosnan fan. So I took that moment. I was like, Mr. Brosnan, please, if you could say hello to my mum, it would make her day. And um, he did. He blew her a kiss and said hello. And now my mum's got a Christmas present and birthday present for the next five years. (laughs) So um, that's sort of out. But yeah. And then I went off to London to uh, see the premiere. Uh, a few days ago and um sort of got invited to a little drinks bash beforehand just to sort of celebrate and, and thank us for the work that we've done promoting. And then we were told that Dwayne Johnson was turning up. The mm. rock himself. And um that was a, that was a surreal moment. It was fantastic and it's a moment that I'm never going to forget. But I think a lot of the DC UK journalists that were there at the time were sort of pinching ourselves and thinking, is this really happening? And then he turned up in a wonderful very bright pink suit, and um, I'm very glad because I almost wore this exact same outfit. Oof, bullet we'll there. <laughs> I know, right? but yeah, he turned up. He was absolutely charming. Um, said hello to everyone, sort of introduced himself, and yeah, it was it was a it was a great moment. And um, I didn't know what to say to him at all, but I uh, shook his hand, didn't shake it too hard because I didn't want him to shake my hand back and absolutely crush it. Yeah, You don't want that dominance power going on there. No, he's, he's gonna win. I, you know, that alpha male situation. Yeah, I, I picked my battle as well. And I, <laughs> did, I wasn't going to win that one. But um, yeah, shook my hand. I said, hello, I'm Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel. And um, he said, yes, you are. I was like, okay, fair enough. But yeah, great night. And then went off and saw the film for the second time. And the audience reaction to that movie was a lot of fun. So yes, by the time this podcast comes out, if you've not seen it by now, spoiler alert, massive spoiler alert. Yeah, Mr. Henry Cavill did return for that post credit scene. And our theater, especially went absolutely loopy, and it was a joy to experience.
2: Yeah, you know, that's why we're more focused on than, than any other thing superman is back
1: i think so. i mean without that post credit scene i still would have really enjoyed the film there were mm-hmm. some messy little parts at the beginning there were a few storylines that maybe didn't need to happen but it was good effects it was a good origin story i think um warner brothers are getting better at creating that element of a, a one-off character story but now especially with such wonderful characters like hawkman it's, it's opened up the doors possibly for more work in the future. And, and I hope so, especially after seeing Henry Cavill one more time. It was just, you know, I was very excited to see him pop up in Shazam and then it just stopped below his head. And I was mm. like, oh, so close. And at this particular scene, when we see him emerge through the clouds, I thought that was it. I thought we're just going to see a silhouette, silhouette of his cape. The silhouette
2: again, right, yeah. And I
1: thought we're going to see his boots land from the back. But then his face came in. We heard some of that John Williams score. And then we heard him speak. You know, wow, yeah. this person can actually speak. He can, he's he got a line in a film. <laughs> he's not a stunt double anymore. Yeah, right? it's not. He's actually him. And, yeah, it was a, a very surreal moment. And I hope, as always, I've always hoped that we will get him back for more in the future. So mm-hmm. I think we're possibly a little bit closer to that happening.
2: I mean, you're certainly a lot closer than you were even you know, a year ago, two years ago, really? three years ago, right? I mean, he's, he's, I mean, on like six, six months back. probably. Six-
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it was filmed in, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think like September. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, this it is a very last minute edition.
2: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. As I understand it, they had, they actually did a version, like as you described, as you thought might happen, like without an actor. I'm like, come on. I, like, I think that works in Shazam. It's like, yes. It's kind of a, cute, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, cause Shazam's kind of a cute or movie and, and that yeah. kind of kitsch works for that. But, that would not have worked again in this, like, serious...
1: Context. Yeah, I mean, f- for me once, and all that business, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was cute in Shazam. It was a nice effect. So I can remember watching it for the first time and then watching it with an audience and wanting to turn around and see how they reacted. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that this time because it was, as you said, it's a lot. It's a big reason why people are going to see this film. And that's oh, yeah. great, but the film does stand alone by itself quite well also.
2: Yeah, it is interesting. that like, It's almost been marketed on this, like, all the hype. It's like, well, we're not going to tell you what it is, but... There's a super cameo at the end. It's so interesting to like, and I understand why you want to drum up public interest that way but it's also like what a cool thing it would have been for that to be a surprise but also yeah. so much speculation had been about it so it kind of had to be addressed so they it's it's kind of a tough thing to, to to market and focus on but you know they're walking that fine line and i think everybody it's the most open secret ever as far as a post scene. i think those. so yeah
1: you know as well as clark Kent's secret identity <laughs> they didn't really do much of a good job doing that in this but it again it's getting people into the cinema which yeah. is always good for possible movies in the future so Absolutely. i'm all for it.
2: that's what what it's all about man so so yeah uh go see black adam
1: yes yeah, it, it, it's probably what's it when this goes out it might be yeah. out on, on, on blu-ray go buy it <laughs> go, go buy, come, out, go and buy it. come watch it again yeah <laughs> no but i think uh,
2: for real though i think that that kind of support financially will, will make people make warner brothers say oh well let's 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 do more superman right because that's yeah. that's the tease you can't make a sequel to this i don't know what the sequel is i don't know if it's i don't know if she's three i don't know if Man still two i don't know if it's black adam two. but you you can't ignore the end of this if you're going to continue with these characters. And no. I think that's what everybody's, you know, as Superman fans, that's what's we very excited about.
1: That's what we want. Yeah. So I, I got to speak to the producers, um Bo Flynn and Haram Garcia, and it was virtual. So it was great. So I was here in my fortress of solitude and they were like, oh, we like your room. There's lots of Superman stuff there. That's like my office back home. And I was fighting them to sort of fighting with my in itself, they were asking more about Superman, but they ended up talking a lot, saying, look, Superman is our guy. We want to bring him back as much as we can. We want to focus on him, but also the rest of the DC Comics Bible, as it were, because it was just so many more characters out there that they want to focus on. And they've not really done that too much over the past. So hopefully now we're going to see some changes in the way that certain things get done whilst clinging on to the things from the past that have worked so well. So it's exciting times.
2: That's the key, right? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. Not at all. Not at all. And yeah, everybody can go check out uh, all your social media and and everything to see these interviews you did with the the cast and producers and really cool stuff, Luke. So really fun to yeah, see. Yeah, no,
1: thank you. Yeah, just search for the, the Geek of Steel. Drop me on YouTube and Instagram. I'm always there, up up to something silly or adventures, as I call it. But yeah, this adventure as a blogger sort of just started many, many years ago and has stuck. And now I've sort of worked up relationships with companies like DC Comics in the UK and, and Warner Brothers. And um, yeah, very grateful to them to build a relationship where they, where they trust me with their important characters and situations like this because it's something that i have never taken lightly i've always had so much the utmost respect for them to let me into this crazy little world and and help just share my passions with other people around the world who who share the same things because that's what i'm all about this positivity and passion they're my two favorite things absolutely ben that's what it's all about smallville is what got me into superman back Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s obviously i knew who superman was as a character but Woke up one morning and Smallville was on TV. It wasn't streaming. Streaming wasn't a thing back then. (laughs) And I just sort of, I recognized it because it was the pilot episode. And I was like, oh, okay. I recognize this storyline and these characters. And from then I was absolutely hooked and sort of in between seasons, because, you know, there was always a long wait between seasons. Mm. I wanted to know more about these characters that I was falling in love with. So I started asking friends, what comics do I read? What books do I need to read about? And from that show from smallville you know everything else came along with it and sort of i i couldn't have any of this without the magical world of smallville so it's always got a very special place in my heart so i was more than happy to come back and talk to you on this show about that wonderful series
2: absolutely man so the gateway drug to superman for you Smallville. oh yeah it
1: was completely yeah (laughs) there was no there was no holding back (laughs) at all
2: (laughs) That's great. That's great. So you know we're we're in the first half of season eight, as I said. Uh, mm-hmm. Shows in the middle of the soft reboot. So for you, back in the day, I don't know, I don't recall exactly when when those gaps in the seasons were. When you started watching, it was before
1: season eight. Oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, I was well,
2: well before that. Okay,
1: way before that. Way, way. It was when it was when it first came out. So it was like two thousand, two thousand one? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. I know. obviously, with with the UK, we get shows a little bit later on. It's not that's, like now yes. when you get it instantly. Cause I would just despise that now I would have to move to America to watch programs legally. (laughs) So yeah, it was when it first came out. So I was with it from the get go all the way up until that fateful last and wonderful final season. So it was always a long wait waiting for the next season to come out, which is why I again, got addicted to the comics, subscribed to the magazine, making sure I got that coming through the post every month with the wonderful posters that are inside it.
2: Smallville, the magazine you say? Yes, sir. This
1: right here. It's right there. It was a <laughs> yes. fantastic publication. I misprint print. Look at Pol- that. See? <laughs> in- wonderful poster. Uh,
2: Smallville, the official magazine, available wherever magazines are sold. So that's, Yes, uh, that, that was well, it. Uh, un- unfortunately, there are no more Smallville companions because our, no. our, our friend, uh, Craig Byrne, who had authored yes. uh, seasons four through seven, uh, wanted to do eight, nine, and ten, but Titan Books decided, you know what? We're good. We're not going to make any more. Uh, so I've lost a very valuable resource in, well, in our yeah. conversations here.
1: They were fantastic books, and I am an absolute completionist, and I love having a full set of DVDs or games or books or the whole compendium. And now that I've just not got that full set of books, I was like, "We got to get a crowd source fund going on here. Yeah. We got to get this. We, we got to get this finished. This is like you know, this is my completion list in me."
2: Oh, absolutely, but, and you know, and even you know, well, I, I believe Titan Titan Publishing did the magazine as well. So they continued the magazine for about mm-hmm. a year or so afterwards so even though i'm like okay well now i'll jump into the magazines and find trivia even then i'm gonna run out i think with around season <laughs> nine starts because they they shut it down there it's just you know it was you know with the the internet blowing up the way it was in, in, in the late mm-hmm. and the in the late early 2000s if you guys know what okay, i mean by that yeah. um you know the, the the print media thing i mean when you know when we were kids we go to the know the bookstore and see like oh what's the latest star log magazine and that was our internet <laughs> right? was Bro, superman lives with tim Burton is that coming out like that's the stuff you read about in the in these physical magazines and and of course they still come out with obviously you go to a barnes and noble or a bookstore and you'll see magazines and, and yeah. obviously books but it, it's it's it, the game has changed so much that like the, the re, okay. like it's hard to like you know the return on investment that the, the some, some of the niche um, subject matters and whatnot, it's like, well, we'll just make a website about it. We're not going to, you know, put out a physical magazine. So I, I understand the business reasons behind it, even though it is unfortunate that we don't have that. As collectors like ourselves. Like you want to have that tangible, like you oh, want yeah, the full box, the full shelf, that sort of thing. You
1: do. Which is why I still love physical media. I mean, I can't not collect Blu-rays or DVDs or, or VHSs. I've still yeah. got a bundle of Smallville VHS somewhere, <laughs> but no. For so me, you know, it's it's the Smallville box set. That's the one that will like if I'm moving around the world, if I'm traveling somewhere, this comes with me. Mm. I know it was on um was it on Amazon Prime for a while, but then it came off. Mm. You know, it's all on these streaming sites that can't always be trusted. So physical right. media for the win.
2: I will be quoting Smallville the Official Magazine number thirty a couple times in go. this episode. So, okay. so put your bookmark in that. Uh, so yes. well, another win for physical media, but uh, we'll talk it about that a little bit in this in this episode. But uh, you know, hey, we're we're in a, we're in the first half of season eight, as I said. What was your what was your take on on where the show was? You know, by the end of season seven, and then where we ended up with season eight, where it's 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 kind of a very it's a different cast, it's a different setting, is revival. What were what were your feelings at the it's time?
1: Very different cast. I mean, I liked it. I mean, they couldn't stay in the barn forever. I loved anytime they were in Smallville or in the Talon or just walking around to the streets. For me, it was what Americana was. These mom and pop shops, old school cinema, coffee shops, walking around farms, everyone inviting everybody in. We don't really get that here in the UK so too much. So that was lovely to see. And I've had a fascination with Barnes from a young age. So I loved Clark's, his getaway, his special place. But yeah, as the show progressed, we had to eventually Go further afield we had to go into metropolis we had to see how the real world was going to take a an effect on clark's and lois's life and everybody's but yeah season eight they they were concentrating a bit more on on the relationships and the the coupling and old friends leaving and new friends coming in and obviously all the relationships with, with lex and everything that was going on so you know a lot of people don't like change and it was difficult in Smallville when that did sometimes happen a bit too quickly, when it was a bit too full on. But I think with the writing and some of the more fast episodes that were more connected, it, it kept you coming back for more. But episodes like this one where it's, sort of, it's a one-off and we get to see some more of, of the couples progressing and we see some more depth to the characters, episodes like this were definitely a fun one to enjoy.
2: I agree. Let's get into it then. Committed.
0: At least three couples in the last two weeks have vanished without a trace.
1: Betrayal of a serial killer. What kind of person would prey on people during the happiest time of their lives?
0: We walk in pretending to be the bait. Leads to more than just fear. Do you love this man? Smallville. All new this Thursday at 8 7 Central on the CW. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? More than once, actually. Do
2: I have to say?
0: Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus.
1: Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Committed is the fifth episode of Smallville's eighth season. It aired on October 16th, 2008. Was written by Brian Q. Miller and directed by Glenn Winter. Now, Luke, I have a new uh, thing I'm doing on the podcast in season eight. I want to okay. ask you, what do you think the ratings were of this episode <laughs> back in the day? And okay, just to give well, you a little well, context, right? Okay. Give a little context. And uh, the the season premiere, Odyssey, four point three four million viewers just a few oh. weeks ago on the CW on a Thursday night. So, okay. with that in mind, you know we're a few episodes down the road here. What do you what do you think the ratings were?
1: Like, 3.9? 4.18? Oh there's, oh, there's there's there's, yeah. there's wiggle room there, so it's not yeah. too bad for like a sort of almost mid season episode. It's still going up there. Absolutely, like
2: you 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 you've retained you know most of your audience, which is which yeah. is what you want. You know, you want well, to stay course. in that range. Ah, uh, yeah, what obvious thing to say, <laughs> but. <laughs> But we're still over four, you know, so we're we're in good standing here. Mm. And you know, part of the reason I kind of wanted to watch the the ratings was like after you know, starting around now, like Smallville got moved, you know, to, to Friday after this, and they're like, okay, well, mm. we'll put it in the the death slot, and it still did well, so they kept bringing it back. And so I was just it'd be interesting to, to track the the ratings in the in this last phase of the of the series. So oh, that, no, that's that's why we're keeping an eye on it. So.
1: so, I think we we in the UK we got it on Sundays. I think on Channel Four and a. Mm. Day- a sort of sister station which was e4 but it was always repeated on different odd times throughout the days. So there wasn't ever a strict day and it was never guaranteed that you would get a new season here in the uk i mean obviously we've got to pick it up we've got to deal with warner brothers we have to deal with with everything that goes along with playing a show somewhere else which is why you know at, at that time you could find shows online in certain ways but I don't know what, I don't know what you mean, Luke. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I mean, there were streaming sites back then where you could pay, but now where everyone's got, you know, that they've got an IP legal paid for service that makes your computer appear in another place. But with us in the UK and waiting for DVD releases and waiting for VHS releases and waiting for those books to get released was longer. So I'm very thankful for the internet. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. I mean, kids today they don't know how good they have it just sign on to the
1: cw.com the next day next day next day yeah (laughs) unbelievable
2: so there we go so the episode starts out and it is jimmy and chloe's um engagement party right uh big big congratulations jimmy and chloe banner big congratulations jimmy and chloe cake it is jimmy and chloe everywhere isn't it luke
1: yeah, they, I mean, I'm not still not sure how a lot of these uh, Metropolis journalists make all this money, especially in movies like Man of Steel and Smallville. But for a technically a warm-up party for the main event, they they didn't hold back on the budget for this party. Yeah, this, uh,
2: this, this, that's a good point. Like the, the wedding is – this is not the wedding. It's not, a, it's not no. a rehearsal. It's not a reception. It is like, no. hey, by the way. We're engaged. Let's celebrate. And that looked about as expensive as a wedding would be, didn't it? As the
1: main event. And even sort of, you know, Lois made a speech technically. And it was like, okay, is this a wedding? Is this an engagement party? What's going on? But no, they were doing things in a big way back then, clearly. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, and this took me a second. I'm like, this is the Talon, right? Because I I was like, is this the Talon set? They have redressed, <laughs> or is this supposed to be the talent with like party stuff? And thankfully, <laughs> it was actually supposed to be the talent because you know, <laughs> we do some set redressings a lot. See Luther Mansion, that's been so many things over the course of the show, but good, yeah. good to know that it's actually what it's supposed to be. Um, but as you said, Lois, you know, Lois is uh kicking back a few drinks. Yeah. Yeah. She
1: said, I, I love erica in this when, when she is drunk or when she's sassy or when they get to unwind a little bit because they're completely different characters and i think um i was watching it this morning i think uh is it a shirley temple that she orders for clark i think she orders um shirley a temple for the for Cl- that's the one yep see i love even but something simple as I'm calling clark smallville i, I mm. love that sort of familiarity with, with the two of them, but yeah, drunk Lois is an absolute mood, and I think she's fantastic when she's feisty. She certainly um, well, represents. As she says,
2: she's a lot more obnoxious sober, as she says.
1: Yeah, cute line. I mean, I mean, and, and through my experience in life, you know, that's true. Some people can be more obnoxious when they're sober, and vice versa, quite literally. But it's uh, fantastic whenever Lois and Clark are together. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big uh, Clois fan.
2: Well, I I love how Clark comes in here and and it's unintentionally become a thing because in in the last episode at the end, uh, he shows up at at the Ace of Clubs and Oliver is just kicking back drinks. He's like, hey, Oliver, uh, you want to slow down there? (laughs) It's just like Superman (laughs) is like Mr. Hey, responsible drinking guy. It's become these last couple episodes, which is totally in character. I I love that. It's charming.
1: It It is. I mean, the man with the excellent metabolism who can't even get drunk is just, you know. You know, know your limits. Pace yourself. Don't mix your spirits, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but but Lois, she's uh, obviously you know she's a little bothered by this mm. this engagement. Not for the reasons that that some of us might be. Because I mean, honestly, I'm not, I've never been the biggest Chloe and Jimmy shipper in the world, uh, which 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 makes. If there's a, if if, if there's a, makes this episode a little weaker, it's just that so much of it is put on that, which I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of that particular (laughs) relationship. But, uh, Lois is, you know, talking to Clark and it's like, you know what? I don't see it. And Clark's like, wow, are you jealous? You know, uh, don't be that way. Why don't you, you know, why don't you show a little support? And Lois is like, oh, well, I'll show you some support. So (laughs) then she gets up on top of the stool and then gives a... (laughs) Gives a speech which actually starts out pretty sweet. She's like,
1: you know, I, right? Yeah. It, I liked it. I think I even wrote down the, the quote that she gave. It was like, okay, she's going to give, even though she's drunk, she's going to give a heartfelt speech with no preparation, no notes. And um, yeah, something like, yeah, you can't predict when you will find that special someone. It was lines like that she was talking about, but then sort of a needle scratch. And then she just goes straight for the juggler and starts talking about why she's making a mistake of marrying yeah. Jimmy. It's like, whoa, like-
2: okay me and chloe we've been friends for since we were kids and we we made a promise you know that we wouldn't get married until we found the one and then as you said the needle scratch you know just goes to show you can't take a 10 year old at the word <laughs> and then clark's like okay then clark removes her from the stool puts her down and does some damage control Um yes. which, which is pretty cute I, I i think he really um i think he really pulled up from the from the nosedive uh, that she set off there i mean still awkward thing and to lois's credit even at the end of the episode she feels really bad about it as she as she should but i think clark did a good job uh cleaning up the mess she made there
1: yeah i mean and and don't forget this is just the engagement party this isn't this isn't the main event this they haven't invited all the guests yet this is just the first part of that party so she gets to have another speech later on this was just a warm-up yeah yeah she hopefully hopefully so
2: everybody gets a mulligan on at least one so yeah that's it um but Clark's, you know, he's talking about Chloe's his oldest friend and all this, and he's very happy. And then, and then we do cut away to Lois, and even she does like an eye roll. <laughs> so it's 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 cute, it's cute. Um, but that's the you know that the party wraps up, and Jimmy and Chloe are telling people bye. By the way, there's another banner outside, which I'm like, okay, guys.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, data protection and all that. Yeah, <laughs> just, just put it up, let the whole world know that you're getting married. Shove it down those single people's throats. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs>
2: but there, there's a mention, um, like, Chloe's like, oh, it's too bad your parents could make it. He's like, oh, you know, my dad trading stocks and stuff. And But they, they send their love. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I honestly had forgotten that, like, Jimmy had a secret, like, lied about his family to Chloe thing. And that was kind of a plot point.
1: Yeah. When it was like it wasn't that long ago, but it was not that big of a deal that he remembered it. And then he was talking about, Yeah, I think my my dad's just about to close a big deal. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so so he's rich and fair enough, he can't, you know, come to his son's engagement party. It's fine. But then yeah, we did find out why at the yeah. end of this episode.
2: But then you think like, Oh, I guess Chloe's obviously, right, as we find out, jumping head slightly, yeah. Chloe's never met his parents. And no. like you've been dating for, I don't know, oh well, gosh, over two years now you're engaged. Mm. I think at some point I feel like this would have come up.
1: Yeah. But were, not, wait, someone's someone's like, getting catfished or someone's got a secret <laughs> family in like Detroit somewhere and they're just taking care of that. There's, there's something's going on, but it yeah, was,
2: it it is it is interesting cuz you would think like if the show didn't bring attention to it you wouldn't give it a second thought. You would just be like, "Oh, I'm sure Jimmy okay. has parents. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure we'll see a couple of older people at their eventual wedding, and we'll say, "Oh, look, it's Jimmy's parents," and we'll move on. But just because the show was like, "Oh, I've never met your parents," then it becomes like, "Well, that's strange." <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but but you know that that's just real world strange. We get into Smallville strange, We're yeah, in the back alley just... of the Talon, and you know what? Yes. Nothing good happens in the back alley of the Talon, does it, Luke?
1: No. I mean, well, there's been a few scenes. That have been good and hopeful, but normally it's somebody getting mowed down by a bus or a car or one of the many, many pickup trucks in Metropolis that get smashed each and every week. But no, yes, there was trouble afoot in the back alleys of Smallville, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, so they, they're they going to their car and, oh, you know, there's a cute line. Uh, Chloe's like, you know, I looked over at you when Clark has given a speech and, you know, you looked happy and that I'm glad you're finally over the, finally over the, the thing with clark right jimmy's insecurity it's like yeah it's about yeah. time man. i mean she's engaged yeah. to you just get over it right
1: yeah also don't bring it up maybe just let it slide <laughs> just don't mention the fact that <laughs> you've mentioned that you love this guy and he's now at your wedding pretty much giving you away yeah let's not mention that shall we at all <laughs> you created this
2: chloe but then i did have to make a note and there's a lot of this in this episode where jimmy's like yeah, the future is all the Chloe and Jimmy story. I'm like, well, for about, let's, 17 more episodes, maybe. Yeah. Henry a, James. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> big miss there. Big miss. But I always love the fact that every now and again he's in a, he's in a bow tie. That's just he, something yes. that I love that. He is little in a bow, bow tie, tie, tie here. Very good call. Yeah, nice little spot. It's, it's something simple that we can all relate with Jimmy Olsen, <laughs> mm-hmm. but... What I want to know is, did he hire his own photographer for this event, or was he doing it himself? You know, who does he trust to take photographs of his own party? The,
2: you know, that's rough. You know, I, I find myself in similar situations sometimes, and I just, you know, I have industry friends that do those sorts of things for me. But the, uh, I, that's I, it. I, I do, I did like there was some, there was some guy with a camcorder behind, you know, the, like, I was like, oh, that's a nice touch, just someone recording it. Comes yeah. back again later, so because Lois watches her own speech, so that's cute. So they, they thought all that through. That, that's that's pretty cute. Um, I was like, oh, is it the same guy from Bride? No, different guy. <laughs> Together <laughs> with the video camera
1: there it wasn't a reoccurring character no it's no, somebody else's time <laughs> just, a, just a day player one
2: off right no as we said nothing good happens in the back of the town because some, some headlights uh, come on mm-hmm. and uh, Chloe and Jimmy are, 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 are confronted by a mysterious figure in a mask shoots him with a couple tranquilizer darts
1: yeah you know I'm not sure how easy it is to get bullets or tranquilizer darts in, in the world of Smallville Metropolis but he's been using a lot this guy when we find out more about him later on, but yeah, it was um, interesting to hear, to see that straight away and not know where it was going. It was, no it was, a, it was a good little twist. No, yeah. nothing at all. Just like, okay, who's who's um, who have they upset this time? <laughs> Clearly, they've upset Lex. somebody. He's
2: back. He's, he's back. You know, I was, I was
1: al- always hoping, but yeah, just just turns up at the engagement party. I've had enough. I'm just going. <laughs> I'm just letting go and just taking them all out.
2: Yeah, and yeah, you're right. You know, in uh, there's one thing fiction has taught me that is that tranquilizer darts very easy to come by and extremely effective and they work very fast you don't
1: yeah and you know and you can also get a clip of tranquilizer darts now because he shot them both together so yeah is he, is he is he double packing has he got two tranquilizer guns or has he got a clip but yeah it was um interesting introduction to a, a good villain for this episode not a, oh
0: yeah
1: a meteor freak as such even though meteorites were involved but interesting um interesting development
2: yeah you know I, I think that's important too like you know uh you, you know we're at the we're at the beginning of season eight we're establishing you know we're in metropolis all these things but they're not falling into the trope of like every week is just another villain of some kind like like a, a super power villain because mm-hmm. superman can still be interesting in contexts where there is no superpower villain he has to fight even though exactly. they use as smallville does they sprinkles in the meteor rock and we'll get there right but uh but no n- not a meteor freak not a superpower guy just a, just a very a very um
1: very disillusioned. (laughs) Yeah. very Disillusioned individual. Just a little bit packing up some, uh, a little bit of baggage there that he probably should have got himself checked in for. But yeah, yeah. he's
2: a therapist. He acts like he's a wedding therapist. He should have gone to some therapy. Right. But uh, yeah,
1: he's taking some of his own advice, but yeah, sort of a jigsaw vibe going on there as well, which was was fun. Cause
2: he had the, I forgotten that he had, and we'll get a closer look at it later, but I forgotten that he had the, the purge mask basically, or, (laughs) or the, uh, anarchy from arrow. Same kind of yes, deal. that was Same it. Same kind of mask, right? But uh, but we cut to the other credits. We come back and uh, Lois wakes up on the couch at the Kent farm.
1: <laughs> I love this. So this was <laughs> wearing Clark's football jersey. Yes, this was one of the my um first when the internet was like you know we you could get things sent over from America more easily. Now, um, I I found this jersey that was a replica of it, and um, one of my favorite things in my possession. I was even wearing it once. Um. At a con in the uk when i met tom welling and he was like do you want me to sign your jersey and i was like no back up <laughs> i actually had a, a i had a manuscript of the pilot episode that he um, he signed that instead but i was like no you can't sign my jersey oh i still want to wear this I don't want to wear it put behind, yeah i don't want to put it behind glass but yeah i mean i think it's one of those scenes where lois just looks ridiculously adorable in those situations where she's you know, hungover, she's getting that realization that she was very drunk the night before and that she she messed up. And uh, after, she mentioned um, uh, the porcelain highway is that the line? It was something to do with the fact that she was she, she vomited. I, yeah,
2: I, I had never heard that terminology and I've never no, heard it anywhere else, but yeah,
1: I mean, that, that's fine.
2: But no, it's, yeah, it's not was, like um, an American thing that I know of. That's what you're,
1: <laughs> if that's yeah, what you're was, asking. I was like, wow, okay, got to Google that one, see where that comes up. With, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, she, she's looking around. She sees that her dress is like sitting oh. on some other piece of furniture. And she's like, mm. um, and, and I do love how, you know, Clark comes over. He's like, good afternoon, Lois, because who knows what time it is? <laughs> you know, yes. Hours later, um, gives her some, you know, Alka-Seltzer or something to kind of to get her out of it. And she she takes it. She kind of looks at him. She's like, please tell me we didn't. And I love how Clark is like so cool. She's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, she's like, yeah. did, did we like yeah. get drunk and hook up or something? He's like. No, we did not. <laughs> but it takes him yeah. a minute to even because he doesn't. He she, he isn't. He's not on that wavelength. <laughs> he's not thinking no. that way. And he's like, "What are you talking I mean, about? It,
1: yeah, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean?" But no, yes, I think she, um They talked about where she uh, get undressed in the kitchen for about an hour. I, I love that. that. He's <laughs> like, "Don't worry,
2: you got changed all by yourself." Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the kitchen for about an hour. That was that was a laugh out loud line.
1: Yeah, I, I love that that she was. Yeah, he didn't help but get under her get undressed. He just put her on the couch, covered her in a blanket, and she uh, sorted herself out. But always a, a gentleman, fun. Clark Kent. Always, always. Only when there's not red Kryptonite involved. But that was yeah. always a favorite element of mine. But you know, th-
2: this this raises a point. Um, I know Chloe has worn the football jersey. She did in uh, mm-hmm. Devoted. Yes, uh, and I know Lois wears it here. I believe she wears it later in season ten. Um, mm-hmm. Does Lana ever wear the football jersey?
1: I don't think so. I'm not I'm entirely sure. I mean, for the first... I know for the first season, I was, um, you know, you're either a fan of Lana or you're a fan of Lois. But before mm-hmm. Lois got involved in the show, I was a huge Lana fan. Mm-hmm. But um, as we're talking now, I'm going to have a Google because I'm not entirely sure. Lana Lang, prob- small field probably, jersey. Take a look. Yeah. There's a job with my internet history. going to be going crazy soon. <laughs> but there we go. It was... I'm sure somebody's made a compilation somewhere of her in a jersey, mm. but no, no jersey so far in my image search. I feel like yeah, if
2: it had been done, that would have been one of the first images. So interesting. I mean, Did...
1: I, I know she wore she wore Whitney's jacket a few times because I'm um, that's right. still one of my things. I'm after is a, is a Crows Letterman jacket, mm. but I think um, it was more. Yeah, it was. It was um yeah, Chloe and, and Lois in the jersey, which was it was always fun. It was cute. It was a fun, fun thing.
2: Fun thing, no, for sure. I just I just think like, man, Lana lived on the farm like all last season and never never got a scene with her in the football jersey. So interesting. No. But anyway. That just you know, there you go. The three main character love interests at various times in Clark's life. That's my mind went there. Now the you know, two of the three have the jersey. So that's that's, that's why it. I asked that question. But we've done the research and we have determined that uh, Lana never wore it. So there you have yes. it. Yes. So uh, then we get to Tess. At the end of the last episode, she got an, a, an email, right? A very mysterious email uh, that someone had taken the Kryptonian Fortress Crystal from her and said she wasn't ready. And it was signed X. And you're like, oh, is it Lex? And hmm. as I mentioned in the podcast, like apparently the writers were like, yeah, that was supposed to be Lex. They mentioned that on like Twitter or something, but that never really went anywhere. <laughs> it went it got it no, But she's talking to her assistant about it. She's like, what do you mean you can't find an IP address? She's like, you know, figure it out or, find it or find a new job right basically so very very lex and i and i've said this in and you know every episode here talking about tess i really like tess's character i think they hit the ground running with her and she Mm. she feels like lex without like like everything she says and the way she acts like yeah yeah i buy that she's from his world but she doesn't she does not feel like a pale imitation of lex which is the huge danger of a character like this but i think you're succeeding very well with her
1: I mean, she definitely had more, sometimes more of an advanced business mind than Lex did. She knew the running of a company, she knew how to get things done, yet she still had that, that almost that Luther DNA of being a bit of a megalomaniac, wanting to get things done their way and as soon as possible. But yeah, um, but she had, in this episode as well, we get some, to see some more softer sides of that character and the character development still as well. And always interesting to dig a little bit deeper with these characters scratch the surface a little bit and then see what was underneath to see how they progressed and um yeah i did like her relationship a lot
2: yeah and to that point it starts here with oliver in her office he's just yep. sitting under a very oliver queen thing to do she comes uh-huh. in, he's just hanging at her desk having a good time uh, he mentions that she she bought the star city towers from mm-hmm. underneath him so he was you know distracted doing greenhouse stuff maybe somewhere who knows what he was doing um <laughs> but you know they i i really like i i guess i ship oliver with everybody on the show i love his relationship with lois although with tess you know it's, it's good stuff he was
1: not necessarily a bad boy as such but he was sort of you know that crush element where everyone was if they if he got with somebody else's partner they wouldn't mind that much because all the character they liked because he was so charming Absolutely. with everything that he did i thought he was fantastic from the first episode where it was like who is this guy why is he you know he, he's going after all of clark's people that he that he <laughs> admires or has got an attraction to but yeah he always, again always turned up at the right place at the right time but mm-hmm. also knew how to um be charming whilst just a hint of obnoxious just yes. a tiny little bit there, but he did smarm. it so well. Yeah, he did it so well that you didn't dislike it. You almost expected it to come out of his mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and that, and that plays out here, right? Because uh, you know it, it, him. He's trying to get back in Tess's, you know, good graces because they had kind yes. of sort of, you know, well, they've come back into each other's lives a couple episodes ago, and he's he's trying to like connect with her, like on a personal level. He's like, oh, so you can do all this business stuff, but you can't return my calls, and you know that, that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And uh, it's so. You know, they 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 were in a relationship and, and he's I don't we don't we're not sure what his intentions are, honestly, because it could be like, Am I trying to get close to her because she's in Luther Corp? Am I trying to like fix a past mistake? We're mm. we're not we're not sure about either of their intentions, honestly, which is interesting. No. You know, I, I like that. Mm. I like that we're not sure. You know, she she tells uh she tells Oliver here, she's like, you know, it's one thing Lex taught me, she can't live in the past. And I'm like, I feel like Lex has said that. But I'm like, if there's anyone who lives in the past and obsesses over things, it's Lex.
1: Am I right? He's got a secret room in his house with a, you know, a destructive car. You know? (laughs) Don't cling on to the past, Lex. But also, I want to find out everything about my past going way back into my family tree from centuries ago. But yeah, don't cling on to the past too much, Lex. All right, man. (laughs) Yeah, sure.
2: Sure, buddy. Um, But yeah, that contradiction kind of also works for him as a character, I think. You know, this is season eight. They didn't know who Tess was (laughs) or who she was going to be. Oliver implies like you know, I'm getting the impression that uh, Lex is more than just a mentor. Like, it's like, oh, you guys had a thing, right? That's what he's implying. And I think the show thought that a little bit. And then obviously they changed directions. I just thought that's interesting that, you know, we got to... Got a Star Wars situation here almost with brother sister. Yeah,
1: almost. Almost. You know, how how close does that relationship go? But it was, yeah, we weren't, we're never sort of completely sure about who she was in, in Lex's world. We know that Lex has had sort of um, a few relationships in the past that have either been a one night or a two night stand sort of thing. But you never quite know with Lex. That's what I liked. You never know, sort of keeping his cards close to his chest and also his little black book. You didn't know who he was attracted to in a way so yeah it was a good twist
2: so oliver eventually wears her down like hey let's just have dinner you know just dinner is dinner right let's just let's do a truce (laughs) right all this business stuff we're doing and she's like okay well pick me up at seven he's like seven thirty. it is i love that
1: just a little bit of manipulation there he's just got that little just to get that one up 7.30 7.30 right. it is then. Oh, a little rat bag that yeah, is. Yeah, because
2: it's these power <laughs> moves, right? They're both trying to outpower oh, yeah, each was. other. And they it's were, not just like were... petty, like relationship stuff. It's like, no, you're actually both like business tycoons who are also trying to outpower each other there. So that's what I like yeah. that level of it too.
1: Yeah. If this scene was recorded in the 80s, they would both be wearing power suits and they would both have red braces on. They would <laughs> both be that person that is trying to get one up on the other. And I love that about those two.
2: For sure. So let me, uh, you cut back to, uh, Lois and Clark and, um, Clark has has taken uh, Lois back to the Talon because obviously she was in no condition to drive, as he tells her. No. Um, another another cute look for Lois wearing her dress from the night before, but Clark's red flannel shirt over it, which is like, oh, that's that's a good look. So
1: yeah,
2: you know they come home and if, it's absurd to me, Luke, that that Lois, Chloe, and Jimmy all live in this one apartment now. By the way,
1: so I mean I know the Talon is quite large, but with a huge bathroom with a bath right in the middle of the joint. <laughs> With a massive cut around, but yeah, there's a lot of people in that house. A lot of people are stepping on a lot of other people's toes.
2: I mean, a house is strong. That's like a loft, basically. Like, a, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I don't, is there is there a couch in? Yeah, there's must be a couch somebody sleeps on. I'm not sure what their arrangements are. It's temporary, <laughs> right? People are getting married, yes. moving out, fine. I think that's understood. It's just funny that they all live there, and she comes home. She's like, "What does Lois like to see when she comes home? Pants." Pants yeah, on pa- everyone.
1: Pants on everyone. <laughs> so Which yeah, is what, what you what have
2: to say because you're in this strange three
1: people in one yeah. room situation. So. There's no sort of um. I think there's no. We don't really see many doors in that house either. So yeah. I don't know yeah. the, the rule about putting a sock on a door handle when there's no door handle. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> so who knows? It
2: knows indeed. Uh, but th- if there was ever a time for something like that, Luke, now would be the time because as as Clark and Lois go in here, they they see that there's a very oh. a romantic setup in the bedroom, isn't there? <laughs>
1: This was quite full on. I mean, it was at the time. I thought, oh, okay, clearly, you know, Jimmy was uh, preparing something for the for the after party, as it were. But yeah, rose petals and uh, a, a very seductive looking '90s romance room. I'm surprised the bed wasn't heart shaped and rotating. But <laughs> it was it was a full on uh, romantic scene uh, with fairy handcuffs to boot. It was it was all there. You know, this was big for the CW. You know, they're not—they're not married yet. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> this is this is sinful. This is maybe, dreadful.
2: Maybe maybe the Olson isn't so wholesome as, as that was Lois the line, says. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Good line. Oh man, um, but you know they get some clues to like, oh well, they haven't been here because obviously this romantic setup hasn't been used. There's mail on the floor, um, and there's some voicemails that have been unanswered. Uh, oh, yeah, one very- is from Lois. <laughs> which is adorable. She's like, "Oh, Clark can't take care of me. He's just the sweetest guy." And Lois is <laughs> like, "Well, that was up chocolate up to the alcohol. Yeah. That was cute."
1: Delete that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but then the other one and this is um I don't think you needed this part, but I think they just wanted to up the stakes like it's like the smallville sheriff like, "We've told your vehicle for blocking a street lamp." I'm like, "Don't you aren't you guys at home?" Like, yeah. you're, "Where what did you park illegally?" Like before you went inside your house, I don't
1: understand. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't quite get that. I, I don't know how things get done in America if your car gets towed or removed away or clamped. But normally with us, if you get clamped, you get a letter like six to eight weeks later, when it's when it's far too late. But yeah, they a very convenient message from the police, like saying, "Oh, your car is. You know, you have both been blocking. So what? They didn't go to the party together, or they were. Yeah, the, the, your, your vehicles, plural. Yeah, <laughs> they both went. They, they didn't arrive at their own party, at their but own home. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, just, just <laughs> anyway,
2: it was just a just, little bit of convenient think, writing. You needed, they wanted to up the stakes there. You didn't need that. Like they're missing. No one can find. It them. was just yeah, just That's to put all a you bit need. more
1: pressure. Was like, oh, okay, they're met. This bed's still unmade. Uh, sorry, not been stepped in. That there's mail. And yeah, that phone call was like the last thing. Okay, now we know they are officially not home. Right. Where did they go?
2: Well, where did they go? They wake up uh, in this creepy basement.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And 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 but, so the um. This guy doesn't have a name or anything. I don't. The jeweler guy. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's it's not the it's
1: not the not the cake maker. Not the cell, Not not the jeweler. The yeah. candlestick maker. No, he was the jeweler.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was the. And you know, I would call him like Jigsaw, but they already did an episode, you know, with Mercy, uh, with basically Jigsaw two Jigsaw three Fine, we'll call him That's that, it. I guess. Yes. So he has knocked them out. Chloe and Jimmy. They wake up. They wake up, and. Jigsaw 3.0 here has not even removed the previous couple that had no. died in the lie detector chair. Come on, man.
1: They're still there. Very dead and very wrapped up in all the wires and all the all the chains and whatever they are to this chair. And yeah, um, you're not going to get them out before, you know, do a bit of housekeeping before you put your, ne- your next victim in the chair.
2: Well, I, I guess it does instill a certain amount of fear when you wake up and you say, oh, yeah, that could be us. It, yeah. But oh, yeah. I just think, as the per- if I were to run this operation, I would have disposed of the previous bodies before I brought the new bodies in. But what do I know yeah. about such things?
1: Or, you know, maybe put them in the chair whilst they're unconscious so you haven't got to then untie them and put them exactly. back into a chair again. You wait on this one yeah. with, with uh, Lois and Clark, it looks like. Yeah. Not going into my mind of like how I would tie somebody up and put them into a chair, but you're doing it all wrong, Jigsaw 3.0. Let me give you a, a list of things that you should be doing in the future. Okay,
2: that is just, what is he, that's a great point, Luke. Does he knock him out again and then put him in the chair?
1: I think you just asked them very nicely. I'm going to untie you both now right. individually, but One if you could get back into this chair... I'm going to put some electronics onto you yeah. and some rope, but stay still whilst I do it. Thank yeah. you. And please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's great. Uh, but then we, we come back
2: to the daily planet and we have a, a plus one for blue shirt, red jacket. Cause Clark is wearing that again. You know, I was liking how he hadn't been doing that when he wasn't doing super powered stuff. And then he just, they just have him wear it this episode. I'm like, okay, yeah. sure. Because I'm really enjoying, <laughs> I've really been enjoying seeing Clark Kent like in a suit, a tie, tie, at the daily planet he feels more adults the show feels more you know in that yeah adultation that more, way
1: it does but but just went downtime is straight back into that red jacket and blue t-shirt yeah which I, I, I guess still you're can't off find. today
2: Clark I guess you're that's not, it
1: <laughs> this is coming this is, down the, your day off this is a civilian clothing that he's got he's got two <laughs> separate wardrobes one for lots of very expensive suits again on a journalist salary very nice and then just red jacket and blue t-shirts
2: <laughs> well, that, see if you if all you wear is is blue t shirts and red jackets, you can afford those very expensive suits. I think yeah. that's the lesson to learn here. <laughs> uh, but they've they've done a little investigation. There's been three uh, couples in addition to Chloe and Jimmy in the last two yes. weeks, uh mm-hmm. who've, been, who've been gone missing, um, engaged couples. We, we see some you know, newspaper announcements. We'll, we'll take some screenshots of those and see if there's anything fun in there. Lois is, has already cross referenced if they had anything in common uh, anything in common with. Chloe and Jamie, which Clark has had suggested. She's like, I'm already on it, Smallville. They went to the same uh, three wedding shops. It was the uh, the stationery, the jeweler, and the baker. So there you go. You
1: know, you know. They say that the uh, the village shop is dead now, thanks to the internet. But you know, they've got a shop just for pens. It's, you know, it's
2: all about the mom and pop store. Support your local businesses, people. That's was the lesson to yeah. learn
1: here. You know? But I, I love they sort of they did save some of the budget for the episode. I mean, they did make very nice detailed windows for the stationery shop. They didn't go inside or meet anybody from the stationery store. No. It was just he was a jerk. He was mean to me. Let's not go in there and show that person so we've got to give them any royalties in the future. Let's just get out and go to the next place.
2: Yeah, no, because you you know if 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 a character talks, you got to pay them way more money than just a oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. voiceless voiceless yeah. extra but someone with no lines. So, uh, that's that, it. That's...
1: Let's just let's just Lois write the whole scene for himself and it was fine. And it made sense. Why would the stationery do it? It's not the stationery, course nah, it's fine. <laughs>
2: it's not not their style. It's not their style. Lois has a weird line here. Clark's like, "I'm gonna go look into this." She's like, "Oh no way! I'm not gonna leave a, a, my cousin's fate to some mild mannered copy boy." I'm like, "Come on, we're past that. We're past that now. You guys should be in this together from the Wampos. jump." I just it stuck out to me as like strange. Yeah. But um, and I'm a cub reporter, Lois. I'm not a copy boy. I don't know. But anyway, we cut back to Chloe and Jimmy. Jigsaw 3.0 is explaining this lie detector test. Right? Uh, he it is funny. He pulls he he rolls his lie detector test out. And then he's like, basically, it listens to your heart. <laughs> I was like, okay, here's the here's the theme, explaining how the light the lie detectors work. Um, and it's basically, you know, it's it's extreme pre wedding counseling is what it is. Luke, that's what this guy's doing. He's trying to do them a favor.
1: Oh, full on. No, in a way, he's providing a service. Now his his customer relations. Needs a bit more practice. He needs to work on that a little bit, but he is providing a service by, you know, asking these people if they have been honest with their partners by asking them very, very open questions like, "Have you ever cheated on this person? Do you think about anybody else? Do you love anybody else?" They're all questions that maybe these couples should have had before getting married. So yes, he is he is providing a service. Yeah, just not in a very nice way.
2: Look, look I I recommend pre-marriage courses and counseling, I think that stuff, that's very important, right? But it's got to be voluntary. you got to be on the same page about doing it together. You cannot yeah. force these sorts of, like, you're, you, when, when you, these things are, are, are shoved on you under duress, really you're not going to have the same positive results that they otherwise
1: would have. You know? No, it's going to be difficult answers. And these people, are, don't forget, they're still getting over being tranquilized. They've still got that's- these drugs inside <laughs> the their system. Point. Yeah? Ask these people these questions when they're sober. When they haven't got chemicals inside them, when they're not surrounded by rats and dirty pipes that's, and yeah, yeah, the risk of getting a tetanus. And also, there's probably still some more corpses lying around somewhere from his previous sessions. So,
2: that, Man, they got a nasty basement. I mean, that's, that is the basement of the
1: jewelry shop. Yeah. And there's rats they, there. <laughs> I mean, luckily, it wasn't the bakers. I mean, you know, <laughs> very, they're yep, not going right. to be getting the people going around there checking the, the quality of the food and the hygiene of that place. Oh,
2: my goodness. That's great. We we see like you answer correctly, you don't get electrocuted. You answer yeah. incorrectly, you get electrocuted. Mm. I gotta say, it's a good. Usually, the control test when you start a lie detector is you ask someone their name, right? Mm. So it's a good thing they didn't ask Jimmy his name.
1: Well done, yeah. Whoever <laughs> <I laughs> found just, out it's Henry James Olson. <laughs> I could have just ruined that completely, completely <laughs> off the bat.
2: Oh man, that, that's what I thought of. But so, but they asked Jimmy like. Have you ever cheated on your partner? He's like, no, and then and then Chloe gets electrocuted, right? And that's the thing, right? Like when you answer wrong, it doesn't electrocute you; it electrocutes your partner, right? Mm. And that and that's the thing, right? Like, <laughs> like, he's like, no, don't hurt her. I'm the one who lied, and, and then the guy's like, uh, the lies. That's what's hurting you. <laughs> like you <laughs> no, know what? Like
1: it's not. Like, <laughs> it's, not.
2: <laughs> it's the
1: electricity going through her heart.
2: Oh man! <laughs> but like you like they got the, look. We, we don't agree with this guy's methods, but I, I understand his mm. his his warped logic where he's yeah. like, you see, you see how the lies that you tell hurt the other person. Like he's trying to, like, manifest that physically. And it's the, obviously you don't do things like that. But like, OK, I I I get what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: There's, there's a bit of method to his madness. Not That's a lot, it. but there's a little bit. We do not condone it. We just
2: goodness. Goodness. knows Understand. it. Yes. <laughs> so. We we get this explanation that that actually from it was actually the last episode where Chloe's like okay or Jimmy's like yeah okay so this woman kissed me and I couldn't help it and and then I ended up in the hospital and I almost died and Chloe's like it's okay I know I know and I'm like all right good on you passed.
1: we passed that first round that was we, a, that was a warm up question we
2: passed the test right so then we, you know we we cut back to Lois and Clark and they're they're on the streets here and. Uh, as you said we, we stop by the stationery thing Lois is like yelling at him through the door so I don't even see anyone in there mm-hmm. um they continue to to talk about their investigation and and I like how, how Clark kind of low-key saves Lois from getting hit by a car as they like walk off the the curb
1: and, yeah you, and it was just like a little a little pulled back straight off the curb and you and you hear the car just speed past it was like mm-hmm. he's always working he's always yeah. multitasking when it comes to Lois and civilians he, he can almost you know got that spidey sense in a way that something bad's about to happen but just a little a little nudge back, and he can save the day yet again, and again, not be thanked for it. <laughs>
2: right, and, and I love the subtlety of it, too, where like they don't like, it's not a big slow-mo thing, it's literally like, hey, stop, car's gonna go by, let's keep walking, no one draws yep. attention to it, they go on, very nice, I love it. As, you know, Clark Kent always does, he keeps trying to like, hey, um, why don't I go work on this by myself, and you go over here, so I can go <laughs> do some Superman stuff, alright, and take care of this, and she's like, what do you think you could accomplish just by yourself without me, and he's like, a lot?
1: <laughs> I yeah.
2: thought that was pretty good. It wasn't <laughs>
1: subtle. You just said straight up, no, I can get it all done by myself. I, I really don't need you. Sorry. <laughs>
2: and it, it's, so, it's so frustrating. You, you imagine me and Clark Kent annoying, like you could solve all these problems. Someone's like, let's go drive there. He's like, no, I'm going to go by myself. No, really, we're in a hurry. I'll drive. He's like, ugh. <laughs> That's got to be so frustrating.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I've got a parking spot right outside the Daily Planet. Come on, jump in. We can, We can go right now. No <laughs> public transport. We can get there really quickly today.
2: Okay. What are you going to do, Clark? Fly? You know? Ah. <laughs> so they're talking about their next strategies and they come up with like, hey, wait a minute. This person's kidnapping couples. And Clark's mm. like, I don't like where this is going. And Lois is like, Clark Kent, will you marry me? Clark's like, it will never work. No one will ever believe it. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know. You guys hope in this episode is, but totally work.
1: Yeah, could completely.
2: <laughs> so they go to this jewelry store and they start throwing out words like, pumpkin pumpkin muffin, muffin,
1: it, yeah, yeah it's all there these delightful little pet names
2: Did you, do you have pet names for significant others Luke?
1: i mean it's, i mean sort of just your classics like boo but mm-hmm. not like cupcake that's not yeah. something you'll be here, here i mean normally over here it's like if you haven't got a nickname for your significant other it's something that's a bit derogatory but <laughs> heartfelt yeah. i think i think if over here if you call your partner by their actual name you're either in trouble or you need a really big favor. So yeah, <laughs> pet names are a big thing. But yeah, pumpkin and cupcake, and as you said, like what was it? Um, uh, interesting names. Poodle. Yeah, that well, one just that one threw Poodle. me a little bit. I was like, is that really a thing? Um, it's like they yeah. started
2: with they started with the P and they just went down.
1: You kept going down there. Every <laughs> letter, the every iteration, yeah.
2: right? No, I'm the same with me. And my wife, like we don't have like pet names or anything. Like babe is what we call each other. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it. We kind of just fell into that. And that's like, just, hey, babe. Right. And it's like a thing. Just there. But there's no like made up, like, you know, cupcake. cupcake. <laughs> <cake>. <laughs> Something like that. Sweet cheeks or whatever. That's inappropriate. Uh, but anyway, let's just move on. So, anyway, <laughs> so they go in and they talk with this guy, the jeweler. Now, oh, by the way, this actor, David James Lewis, right? He's okay. been on Smallville before.
1: I'm. Um- that's okay. Who was he? What series was it? Was it uh...
2: So he was in season two. He was the doctor in Calling, which is where Doctor Walden has the uh, okay. gets uh, overloaded with the uh, Kryptonian disc knowledge, mm. and uh, in the, but he uh, it's when he wakes up from his coma, and he's the doctor in the hospital that Lex interacts with, and uh, okay, he looks pretty much the same. with you know Smallville, right? As it does, it has guest stars that appear in an episode, and they appear years later. Totally yep. different characters. Now maybe this guy, right? Let's just play a little cannon. Maybe was a doctor, burned out medical school, got a job at a jewelry store. Could it be the same guy.
1: Could be the same guy. You know, he's got a white coat. He's got a. He can. He's got a magnifying glass. He's been doing used to intricate designs on jewelry. There it is. You know, there's elements there that could put those two professions together.
2: I'm sure you could write the fan fiction where he's the same guy. But uh oh, yeah. you know, he's- more interestingly, perhaps even. He was in Man of Steel. He was Major Laramore, which, sure, I don't. (laughs) There were a lot of military officers in Man of Steel. They were
1: lots.
2: Man of Steel, just chock full of people from Smallville, which is great. Love seeing that. Love seeing uh, the the casting, you know, the legacy casting and all these things. And watching a lot of shows like, you know, CSI, Law and Order. It's like, well, they're spending a lot of time talking to this guy. He's probably the he's probably the one who's getting people, isn't he, Luke?
1: Yeah. I mean, in a game of guess who, that's going to be your first suspect, the person that gets the most screen time. You're not even going to bother going to the third and final place where these, these all these couples happen to go to. Well, they, I they do um, go to the bakery
2: after this. They go to the bakery. Oh, yeah, yeah. there was
1: one guy. Did he, I don't think he got He a was line. like, You're a
2: very lucky man. He's like, Oh, I know. And it was. That's it. <laughs> sure. I. You know what? I, I appreciate they, they said there were three places and they were referenced. And one way or the other, it wasn't like, you yeah. know, remember, because usually that's something I would say in this podcast, like, well, you know, remember they said there was five places. I mean, they saw them go to two, way to go <laughs> show, but they, hey, they're on it. They're on top of it. Good, good they weren't show.
1: thorough enough. They had the full amount of cork boards and red string. They knew where to go and where to be at. And they and they just got very lucky with their second guests. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were methodically planned out. So this jeweler guy, he starts talking about like, well, yes, it's a, it's a he starts talking about rings and like, oh, it's a perfect circle. And Union and all this he's you know just typical wedding jargon, right? Yeah, just the most generic wedding jargon ever. But this is apparently key information that helps Clark figure everything out of the end, which I thought was kind of funny. But um but he's given them the Spiel, it's funny, Lois is like, oh, you know, that her playing the overexcited fiance and Clark being the disinterested one, like in real life too, obviously, from this plan. It's a fun yes. vibe. And then it really gets fun when Oliver Queen shows up, doesn't he, Luke? <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, again, the only jewelry shop that is in the area and that somebody else turns up. And yeah, it was it was awkward. And it was like, oh, are they going to tell him why they're there? Are they going to say, don't say anything. We're investigating a possible missing person. But they went along with it and they said, yeah. So they had um, a moment of passion. And from that passion, they decided that they were destined to be together. And they were already out looking for rings to make it all official.
2: Yeah. And, 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 um, and they're like, Oliver, you haven't got the invitation yet. He's like, what? <laughs> He don't send those out until you're, anyway, fine. I understand what you're going to go for. It. But just his continued reactions of Oliver, he's like, is this,
1: is this true? Yeah, he just laughed it off. He's like, are you sure? Are you really wanting to do this?
2: And Clark's like, I'm afraid so.
1: Again, you know, <laughs> okay. the better man won. Again, you know, stop, stop going after these women that I love. Each and every one of them,
2: yeah? Oh, man, that's, uh, I, I I, really enjoyed that whole interaction. And you're like, why is Oliver here? But, as you see later, he, he goes there to buy some jewelry for Tess so that everything it does it makes sense for people to be certain places because you know there's so much like it, it, you know there's always a bit of contrivance in TV shows like why would that person be there for this but this makes perfect sense it does so they leave here and, and Clark finally shakes Lois you know they, they go to the baker or whatever and, <laughs> and then that's done so all three check marks for all three places they mentioned um, yes. but they're, they're, they're kind of talking again he's like why don't you go here I'm gonna go here and then she starts you know talking you know walking in front of him and then he just super speeds off <laughs> <laughs> and she turns around and he's gone. Completely. Which is great because now he can go do his, his Superman stuff. I guess a question, look, how much how much time do you think passed in this episode? Because Jigsaw 3.0 is now again in the basement.
1: Well, it looks – got to try and guesstimate that it's about midday. They've been up. They've gone to different houses and different locations. They've gone to the Daily Planet. They've gone to a few different businesses to get clues as to where they might be kidnapped. Hmm. So is it is it in the afternoon? How long, have, you know, how long have they been kidnapped for? How long have they been tied up for? Are they given bathroom breaks? Hmm. Are they being fed and watered? Are they being, you know, is he a good guy when it comes to looking after his captors?
2: Well, maybe, is he the only guy that works at that jewelry store? Like, is it his jewelry store? Because, like, clearly, like, he goes down there, does his thing, goes upstairs, works his shift. Yeah. Goes back downstairs, tortures back them down some again? more. Yeah. goes
1: back up, does the paperwork, does the taxes, sorts out the deliveries. Yeah, There's a lot going on. Has he perhaps, got an accomplice? Perhaps,
2: perhaps there's like a locked door to the basement. He's like, right, nobody
1: goes in there. Right? <laughs> this big door. Yeah, don't go there. Nothing down there.
2: Nothing suspicious about that. No, not No, not all. at all.
1: You
2: know, we cut back to that and we get a little bit about his backstory. He's like, oh, my wife. So basically this guy, his wife cheated on him, lied to him. And he has you know, internalized this and now is taking it out on the world, right? He is. I do wonder, like, did he start the jewelry store before or after? I w- I would say he has always had this jewelry store, right? Yeah. Um, it seems rather well established, right? It's got a good reputation, perhaps. Oliver Queen's going there, so it's got a good reputation. So he's like all about living in this wedding world, and then this happens to him. That's why he's super jaded, because he's been you know mm. selling the wonders of love and marriage to people for years, and then his he's own been marriage surrounded by, by it, right? And
1: that's it, Yeah. So is that, uh, you know, is that symbolism of how his life and business has failed? Because he's still got to keep them going. He's still got to encourage other people to get married, but also at the same time, find more victims. So he has to continue having love in his life, even though he doesn't want to be surrounded by it. So Mm -hmm. it's a a double-edged sword for this poor man that decides (laughs) to kidnap people and then give them therapy. Not give them therapy before, but after the fact.
2: (laughs) No, I, I think that's that's the best way to look at it, and that's even more interesting. Like the guy, he's just kind of trapped in this. Like, well, I it, I hate it, but I actually need it, and it's the cycle. And so, anyway, I, I'm gonna because they said it's only been the last couple of weeks. So this whole thing yeah. with his wife, probably maybe recent. I don't know. Could be, could be, could be. But but that that's what we're going with here in our head canon. Yeah. Um. Yes. So we have another question downstairs for for Chloe.
0: Mm, uh, good luck. Three
2: point oh. Are you in love with anyone else? Right. <sighs> And we had this whole thing at the beginning of the episode, like, it's so glad to see that you're over Clark, Jimmy. I'm glad blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh, good. They've resolved that. Apparently not because Jimmy's like, don't answer it, Chloe. Yeah, straight <laughs> away. Don't even answer sure, it. He thought for sure she was going to say no and that was going to be a lie yeah. and he was going to get electrocuted.
1: And and that was good because in that moment, you can tell that he is doubting their relationship. Not doubting as such, but he is worried that there are feelings there that are out of his control. But yeah, don't answer it. Don't answer it. Let me get electrocuted for you, sort of thing.
2: (laughs) She answers correctly. She does. No one gets electrocuted. And then Jigsaw Thrippino says, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Okay. Thanks. By, you, by you, the power a, vested in who?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean busy, he's a busy man. He's a jeweler, a kidnapper, and you know he can also get people wed. He's doing um, all these
2: things out of order. I'll tell you. But um, okay, but yeah. So I don't. Know, I guess I I thought there was more. Like thinking back, and I'm like, oh, they only asked a couple questions. Like remember like this episode, was, I'm like, they're down yeah. there, and they ask him a series of questions, but that was it.
1: There could have been so many more questions that he got out of them as well. So many more good answers. You know, sort well, of. you know, Chloe
2: has, of, has this whole secret. I'm I'm got Brainiac in my head, you know, and 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 I'm you know I'm talking to Davis Bloom over here, right? (laughs) Well, it's this whole they they have some very inappropriate, like Mm -hmm. as an engaged woman, I don't think she should be interacting with Davis the way she is anyway. This season, it's very inappropriate. Even the first time they're together, like standing on a table, and anyway, it's strange, and it is it is strange that like this potential love triangle, which comes in a big way at the second half of the season, is not even brought up in this like. Let's talk right. about love and commitment episode. That is I just thought that was strange. So but they're good, they passed the test. So they're free to they're free to go. Free to <laughs> as go. We, as free we find out. Bad. But uh, but hey, then uh Oliver comes comes to um Luther Mansion. He's like, hey, mercy, as he calls her, because that was the nickname back in the day, mm-hmm. which is cute. And he's the only one that calls her that. Um, hey, we gotta leave. We gotta have reservations in an hour. And then she's like in her workout gear and uh throws a Stick at them and they start fighting. And I these aren't katanas. I don't know what they are, but they're these double.
1: Um, I want to say a bow staff. I think it's ah, something like that. But yeah, so. it, anyway, it was it was it was a giant. It was a big old piece of wood. Big old piece of wood. <laughs> big old piece of wood. But yeah, they were they were going at it and um, good choreographed scene again. Use using a part was it was it the mansion they were in for this one? They won, yeah, wasn't it. The, the that one. The one room on yep. the mansion that we see. The around. one room, but. They went at it. It was a good fun. We get to see them do some physical fighting, and yeah, enjoyed it. Well, and then
2: we get a little context too. Um, apparently this this episode is a month later from the last one. Mm -hmm. She's like, you find out Lionel killed your parents, and what do you just, you know, get on the top every tabloid, drink yourself to death for a month, and you know, anyways, I'm like, oh, they're adding some context. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, they 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 are still keeping their backstory vague, because she's like, you know, apparently like she caught him with a waitress. And that kind of ruined their relationship. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's like pre-Island Oliver Queen behavior, right? I thought thought it'd be like, because I had forgotten this in the last episode. We were talking like, why did Tess and Oliver break up? It's interesting that they went with that like, oh, he was just being a playboy kind of thing. Because that's like, that's a facade. Like, that's not (laughs) supposed, you're not actually supposed to be that guy. But that kind of is the difference, honestly, between Oliver Queen and Bruce Wayne. I know everyone says that Green Arrow is Batman and that's it. No, there's some differences. And Bruce Wayne, all the Bruce Wayne persona, complete fabrication. Right. Hmm. Oliver Queen, Yeah, you still got a little bit of that, you know, no, playboy, yeah, he was you know. there. He, yeah. he was
1: that man and he can't, you know, but Tessa so always mad take him, that part. Right. Oh, he it, so
2: yeah. It, 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 uh, he's like, what do you want? An apology? He's like, no, I want an explanation. Right. What <laughs> the hell were you so afraid of? And he says, you. And then they kiss passionately and we know where it's going to go from there. So, yes. But hey, in, in Smallville, the official magazine, number 30, available <laughs> wherever magazines are sold, have a very long interview with Kathy Freeman uh, about Tess Mercer, and she speaks a little bit about this episode and this scene. Okay. Quote, talking about Tess and Oliver. Quote, it's a total cat and mouse game. Tess still has feelings for Oliver, but she has a lot of anger and questions as well. They're trying to find out if their relationship will exist again. It's fun to flirt with that. I love their fight scene, which we've been choreographing for the last couple of days. I feel like I'm in Olympic training. It's staff fighting with huge sticks. So she didn't even know what they were called, so I feel good there. Um, And then uh, she goes on to talk about some of her other physical training. Quote, My first job in LA was for an action movie. I love being physical and doing that stuff. Being a woman who's almost 5'10", that's where I tend to float. There aren't a lot Mm. of romantic comedies for athletic-looking women, and I enjoy that I can put my stature and athletic abilities to good use on Smallville. The first couple of episodes, there wasn't any of that. And they were coming up to me a little sheepishly going... Would you mind coming in for fight training? And I said, absolutely. So, yeah, some nice insight from uh, Smallville Did Official Magazine there. And Lois is, uh, we cut to Lois, and she is outside her car on the phone telling Clark, like, oh, hey, this, that. Oh, what are those headlights in my eyes? Turn those (laughs) down. Very important that Clark got (laughs) that information. And uh, she gets shot immediately, uh, a tranquilizer guy. It is funny. Earlier, he was like, "It's so much easier to kidnap you guys together," but I guess he wasn't going to wait.
1: No, he had no time. He didn't miss any opportunity there to get that another tranquilizer dart in that very big gun and take her down. He shoots. He shoots Lois, and she's like, "Son of a bitch!" And she falls. Yeah, that like, was okay. that was a gritty line. I was like, "Is he going to say something witty here or something like an action film?" No, straight in with nope. "Son of a bitch." Yeah.
2: No, 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 no witty one-liner. Just a just no. a pure. Instinctual reaction of being shot, I, you know, and I guess he went after them so quickly because he got a really weird vibe from them, as he should, considering they're not really engaged. So he's, but by his rules, he's definitely in the right. He's like, "There's something wrong with these guys. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. get on this asap." This is your big reveal, right? We see him put Lois's, you know, body in the back of the car, and he rips off the mask, and it's the jeweler.
1: Shot the jeweler.
2: That's Shocking. It. I was shocked. I thought it was going to be the stationary person we didn't see. Luke, yeah, but...
1: no, wow, way out, wow. Way out
2: <laughs> so, Jimmy and Chloe wake up back at their place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know how Jake's author Bruno got them in there.
1: Um, yeah, and also, how did you know which side of the bed they slept on? Because if I wake up and I'm on the <laughs> wrong side of the bed, I'm, I'm asking questions already. But no, yeah, they're back on the bed, and it's did he light the candles or were the candles still lit?
2: Oh wow, that is a that is a good call. I mean, at this point, they've been lit for like twenty four hours. So I'm gonna yep.
1: there's <laughs> some just, good candles.
2: You know, he was just setting a good romantic mood. These people pass his test. You know, he's like, you know what? They deserve a nice night. They, <laughs> they really deserve a love. reward.
1: I'm gonna give them a free pass. But yeah, let's light the candles. Let's chuck on some Marvin Gaye. Let's get this party started.
2: My favorite part <laughs> of this though is Chloe sees the, the little, little fuzzy handcuffs. She's like, "Is this some kind of sick joke that this guy is playing on us?" And I was like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious and he, and he, did, he did admit to it he was like no that was my idea sorry
2: <laughs> yeah and that was that was cute that was cute I was like is Jimmy gonna fess up to this and he did and, and because you know we've learned that lying is not the answer right before that's this it. test Jimmy would be like I don't know how those got there that guy's a creep right the important thing is they don't have any secrets Luke that's why no. they survived it is and I'm like I'm waiting for them to bring up like Chloe has all these secrets everything
1: all the secrets, but no. no doesn't come bottom. up at
2: all. So strange. Nope. Like they, they focus on Jimmy instead of Chloe. It's so strange there. But they say, oh, we better call the sheriff. We better call the sheriff let them know what's going on. Right? Mm-hmm. So, they're, so the next scene is they're downstairs. There's hustle and bustle and, and lights and all this stuff. And obviously they're like, oh, we got to find who did this to us, which is strange if the guy let him go. I mean, I guess, he again, he has some sort of moral code. Sure. I mean.
1: Somewhere in there. Um.
2: Yeah. But there is a method to his madness, as we said. Yes. So Clark comes in and he talks to Jimmy and Chloe And no one can find Lois, right? So he's coming to talk to them about it. They start talking about what happened to them and they mention the guy got him was talking about marriage is is, is about love and commitment and all these very just surface level generic things that anyone talks about marriage (laughs) about. But Clark somehow is like, Wait, wait, I know who has Lois. Like, would you really make that connection?
1: I mean, we've, we've seen in the past that he's he's very quick at a connection. He knows he knows what's going down. He's, he's got some good um, almost Bruce Wayne detective skills going on. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can pick out the bad apples.
2: No, I, I, I get that he knows that whoever took uh, them took Lois because, you know, yeah, when Lois had called Clark earlier, she's like, oh, there's some car headlights. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but to him to immediately think about that jeweler is just funny to me. So we, we, but we cut from here. To him busting through the wall of the yeah. or the door of the basement to the jewelry shop, uh, which wow, like you really caused some Big property damage, damage yeah. there. Oh, man. yeah. But he, you know, he's mad because they have Lois. So he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to deal with the consequences later or not yes. deal with the consequences. No. <laughs> uh, but he, but he busts in and he's going to unhook Lois from the chair she's been strapped to. And, uh, jeweler Mm -hmm. as as i believe we saw earlier in some shot somewhere had a kryptonite bracelet didn't he luke
1: we saw some bits of green there's always that (laughs) glowing green that we're just waiting to see in, in most episodes to see how it is linked somehow but yes uh we saw some of that wonderful green k again
2: yes so he's he's able to knock clark out uh and then uh clark wakes up It's kind of a cool kind of shot where he like you you, you see it's the point of view shot where he kind of wakes up and sees Lois across Mm -hmm. from him. I thought it was well done. But they start they start talking about how uh, Lois is like, hey, (laughs) we're not even a couple. So this is not going to (laughs) work. Right. Um, But they're like, why should you even play this? You're going to kill us anyway. He's like, well, don't be so sure. So he has some like Mm -hmm. twisted sense of morality. Right. Because obviously we saw that he let Jimmy and Chloe go. So if they answer if they play his game, they answer the right questions. He's just going to let them go. And, but if I were that guy, I'd be mad because Clark destroyed my wall, and I've had I'd had some questions about that. That'd be my first question.
1: Yeah, I mean, how did
2: you bolt those through my wall? Some
1: serious, like old school brick as well. This wasn't. This isn't. Yeah, this was a real thick wall that he just barged his way through. <laughs> it's a lot of cleanup after that.
2: Yeah. So first question is to Lois, right? Have you ever cheated, mm-hmm. right, on, on Clark? And she's like, no. And then she gets buzzed, and I'm like, how? can we can we establish a baseline here because I'm like have you like obviously you've been with other people in the past yeah because you and Clark aren't even together Dated. yeah but I guess you know it's the they're asking from a false premise anyway so it is
1: so yeah it's not the the best of situations for a lie detector test it was <laughs> almost similar I thought to the um there's a scene in labyrinth the Jim Henson classic where there's those two doors where one lies and one tells the truth. And it was almost like a riddle as to sort of who was going to be telling the opposite one. But yeah, this loaded questions with this lie detector test as to sort of what is actually a truth and what not if they aren't actually a couple. It mm. was there's legal loopholes in there somewhere. But yeah.
2: and this is why lie detectors are not admissible in a court of law, Luke. And there you go. <laughs> At least in America, <laughs> I assume in uh, the here, you,
1: No, I think it's the same way. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is um, very
2: universal. It's kind of like I mean they're not the same, but it's. Um, what is it? What uh, memory recall, like hypnotism, that kind of thing? Like, like you know what I'm talking yes, about?
1: Yeah. You, don't, you, you don't want to get a completely truthful answer out of it in any in any way.
2: Right, right. So that's it's always funny. It's like, "Well, I passed the lie detector test." I'm like, yeah, the, good job. You know, it, yeah, it doesn't well mean done. you're innocent. But but then when <laughs> if you fail one, it is funny because if you pass one, people are like, "Well, that can be that can be fake." But if you fail one, it's like a, a scarlet oh, letter. It's cool. like, "Well, you failed the lie detector test." <laughs>
1: Clearly, like you're telling a lie. Double yeah.
2: standard, right? Um, I do mm. like this guy's line because it, it sounds exactly like the uh the jigsaw 3.0 or whatever whatever we even call him. Um, I do like his line here because he's like uh, Clark's like ah, you're hurting. He's like no, your lies are. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Was, yeah. No. The, the vice versa because yeah, uh, when 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 Lois lies, Clark gets shocked. So mm-hmm. we get another good look at his kryptonite bracelet. They're really kind of showing that off now to show because mm-hmm. I guess like. You know, the, rule, the The rules of Kryptonite are very inconsistent uh, across Smallville and Superman because it's like, well, he's in this room and I guess he's kind of close to him. So he's like not suffering, but he can't use his powers. And like, look, the point is, it got us to the situation, which is what we want to do,
1: right? It's exactly. a plot device to get this. Yes.
2: So he has another line like the brokenhearted or the walking
1: dead. <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> there was a lot of melodrama in this. He was, um, yeah.
2: He's delusional, but like you would have to be a person that would do this to other people would really think this way and say these kinds of lines. So I find mm. it like pretty accurate, honestly, Lois, uh, you know, again, she tries to confess you're like, hey, we're not even we're not even together. It doesn't matter. Right. Because he's like, he goes up to her and he's like, do you love this man? And like, Lois is like, yes. Mm. And Clark braces to get shocked again. <laughs> Yeah, you, he you
1: see him like just yeah, waiting for it to hit him, but no, it doesn't. And I think it's a
2: real nice touch, right? Because he's like, "Well, here we go." Because she doesn't love okay. me. He's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I didn't get, yeah. I didn't get shocked." Yeah. So I, I thought that that's a really good moment because it kind of shows where she is and where he is mentally about all this.
1: It was a nice little touch. There's always sort of that. There was there was lots of will they won't they moments in Smallville between between Lana and Clark, also Lois and Clark as well. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice sort of does she have feelings for him moment. It was like, all right. Okay. This is, this is furthering down their adventure as a couple as well. So it was a, it was a nice part.
2: Absolutely. So then he's okay. Now we're going to ask you. So he gets, he gets real close to Clark and uh, the jeweler the guy. And, uh, Clark's like, he, 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 he does, he, he like says something, but he doesn't say it very loud. Right. He's like, you have to talk louder. She has to hear you. So he yeah. gets real close to Clark. And then Clark, um, Headbutts him. Yes. And then he he stumbles away. uh, And then through that scuffle, Clark is able to unhook himself from everything and get far... (laughs) Fling the kryptonite away. That's key, right? He he grabs it and throws it. Key, big key. Which is, I'm always saying, Superman, just pick that thing up and throw it, right?
1: Yeah. You've got super breath. You could, like... (laughs) you've got you've got alternative powers yeah uh, even if they weren't running at full capacity you can still you know you can still do something at least
2: <laughs> right i always think about using heat vision on kryptonite which which smallville very cleverly showed in whisper that you can't destroy mm. heat vision with kryptonite that's it and then forgot about that in season 7 and had kara destroy it <laughs> and uh, i believe it was fierce to say I mean, the day. there's lots of health
1: and safety issues when exploding a piece of kryptonite. you don't want shards of that coming towards you you don't want minute pieces that could get in your eye or anything exactly, exactly. There's, there's risk involved you know he's got to be careful
2: it, it's worth potentially dying from radiation poisoning oh, uh yeah. than even trying to destroy the room <laughs> exactly but it's it's good to see like you know what who knows what uh because when you're a fan you like you justify everything you're like well you know they, they use uh, some sort of material to make it into jewelry and it's obviously diluted and it's not as powerful <laughs> as over i'd say like you can headcanon anything you want um, yes. but but the the point is clark is now out of the situation it's, it's it's a very smart way to escape and this is I've, i find in season eight clark is very resourceful you know he's he you know he's he's independent he's resourceful he's being clever about things powers and no powers and it's it's uh very refreshing so uh he um kind of throws the guy into some you know smoke or whatever and I guess it's probably to say Budge or something because the, the room is like, filled with smoke and then he just kind of comes up and throws this guy like, you know, the standard 20 feet and, and knocks him out. And um that's uh that's the end of the confrontation. So, yeah, they'd seen his face anyway. So like earlier, like as Lois said, you're going to kill us. And he and he was like, well, not necessarily. I'm like, I don't know, man. How are you going to?
1: Yeah, there's no getting <laughs> away from this.
2: There I know is... that they know who you are. So I think you're going to kill him. But anyway, ultimately, what this whole scene was about was Clark, I guess, finding out, that Lois has feelings for him, which is on brand for him because he, other than if it's not Lana, he really is. He's got some blinders on, you know I mean? Chloe liked him forever. He never figured it out all these years with Lois, especially now, like mm. where this, this early season eight phase where it's like, you guys have got some stuff going on, you know, but Clark, <laughs> he's just so, he's so oblivious to it. You have to have something like this to to show him. And so, mm. and that was really the whole conceit of this episode to get to this point. I, I I thought it was pretty well done. So then we get Lois at the, well, the ISIS foundation, <laughs> Yes. You know, we saw that video camera in the background of when she was giving her speech at the beginning of the episode. And I was I just thought like, oh, well that's just have an extra in the crowd doing something interesting to break up just a crowd of people. But <laughs> someone videoed it and then Lois is now <laughs> watching it. And I thought that was that was pretty that was pretty clever her to for her to see that cuz obviously she was so drunk she didn't remember what she said and she's pretty embarrassed about the whole thing. Yes. But you know they have some deep cut continuity here, Luke, because uh, <laughs> it's they, they call it a, a close second after crashing Lana's engagement party. Lois yes. crashing Chloe's. I'm like, look at you guys in, in crimson. That's that's a deep cut, and that's you deep know cut. that's one of my favorite scenes of the show. I love how Clark just goes off and everybody in, in crimson there, huh?
1: One of the still the highlights of this episode for me was that moment at the beginning with, with Lois crashing the speeches. So. I mean she wouldn't have remembered much of that but to see her go back and see her past self making an absolute fool of herself on on a chair being taken away by clark almost ruining this this moment for her but afterwards also having that moment between her and clark where love was on the table when they were talking about relationships and they were talking about the one as it were and that you know you don't always get the chance to meet that special person and now lois Believes
2: that she might have. In Lois's, you know, to her credit, she takes it very seriously. Chloe's like, "Ah, whatever, don't worry about." it. She's like, "No, I kind of ruined your, <laughs> I kind of ruined your engagement party. I feel really <laughs> bad about this." So, which, which I, I like that she, she's like, "Man, I'm sorry." And Chloe's <laughs> like, "Ah, don't worry about it. We, we had a much worse night afterwards, so it's it's really no big deal." But then we, you know, we talk about like. And Lois is scared of this kind of stuff. She's like, "Well, Clark and Lana didn't last, and me and Oliver didn't last, and you know, meant to be, and this and that, and and that's where we are." But so she asks Chloe, I'm "Like, hey, so you, do you really feel like Jimmy's the guy?" And she's Chloe says, "Sunset or dungeon, he's my guy." I'm like, "Okay, mm, nice. sure." And then Jimmy shows up, and then Lois kind of gives him an awkward hug, you know, "Welcome to family," kind of yep. hug, <laughs> and then leaves. Which it would be awkward between them, so I like that. But then uh, Chloe is very excited because she's sh- going to show Jimmy her honeymoon plans. Yes. But uh, Jimmy's got a secret to share, doesn't he? Luke?
1: Mm, he certainly does, yeah. Uh, as if this episode didn't have enough twists and turns and despicable villains, there was um, some more honesty that Jimmy had to reveal to Chloe. Long time coming as well, but it's it, it was an interesting part that, you know, this wasn't, even though this was quite a tricky episode, it wasn't necessarily gonna end on a on a happy ending, as Smallville sometimes did so well. There was um one more blow, one more blow for this couple. Like they've not been through enough already. Well, the whole the whole
2: episode, right? They've been talking about secrets and oh, we don't have any, and I'm like, Oh well, the Chloe's is gonna come up, right? That's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Right. But no, it's not that at all. It's Jimmy, nope. of all people. He inadvertently quotes the letter. From from fever, I know we keep talking about this, but it's like it They brought it up. They spend so much time on it, like in like the last episode with it mm-hmm. of, of of Jimmy finding this letter that Chloe wrote Clark and all this stuff, right? And it, it literally starts with "I'm not who you think I am." That's her letter to Clark, <laughs> and they everyone everyone reads it in the last episode. Jimmy Chloe yeah. Clark. Jimmy starts this confession with "I'm not who you think I am." And I was like, "Is this a clever? Is it the writers being clever, or do they just like pull <laughs> sure. out a generic?"
1: <laughs> It's copy and paste. It was just—it was still on the same page from the last writing episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, maybe you know that phrase is on Jamie's mind, so that's why he maybe. starts with that. But he says his parents don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? It's right he's off. like, well, obviously they exist, but they're not who they're—they're they're not who I, I said they were because he's like, my mom and dad aren't coming. He's light up about his parents for years. He—he he never met his mom. His dad is a part-time mechanic and a full-time alcoholic in mm. Oklahoma City. Wow. Okay. Like you know, we don't learn a lot. Jimmy Olsen, he's a you know, he's a supporting character, right? Yeah. So we don't learn about a lot of his family and other in other versions. And Supergirl probably has the most like his dad gave him a camera that that was an interesting kind of inspiration for him to be a photographer. Lois and Clark, like his dad's a secret agent. yeah <laughs> And then I I don't think we learn anything about his family and you know unlike the George Reeves show like the like he goes off to some. Know, island with his aunt, and it turns out to be an imposter. That's one of the first episodes of the show. Very interesting. But outside of that, like, I, he's just, you don't think about Jimmy's family life. No, this is some pretty so. heavy stuff. Oh, yeah. But I, I have a question.
1: Go for it.
2: If Jimmy has never met his mom, where, well, if Henry James Olsen, I should say, has never met his mom, <laughs> where does Jimmy Jr. come from?
1: Yeah. I mean, is it a name that he put from self? you know? It's, there's there's a few little um a little it's bit it's almost like Luke. they didn't think this through Luke. yeah there's a little bit i mean if you again if we go back to that classic scene of if you get a cork board and some red string we could find we could find an answer to a to a to a missed bit of writing but sometimes we have to um let something slide
2: yeah like Brothers who have your same name that show up <laughs> that were never mentioned before.
1: You know, that hey, never like, mentioned before.
2: You know, well, you know, it's a double edged sword because you could say, well, you know, Jimmy wasn't honest about his parents, so maybe he wasn't honest about his brother. That must be his half brother,
1: with a half truth
2: from his perhaps. Yeah, from his father's side, I from his, assume. From yes, yeah, from that. Because if he's never met his mom, because <laughs> it's not like the kid is like, you know, older than him. That'd be no. different, right? But it's like, no, you have a. a bro- Dude is like 10 years younger than you. <laughs> so I got to keep an eye out for that. For Jimmy's funeral. Spoilers. Henry James Olson's yeah, I got to keep an eye out for Henry James Olsen's funeral at the end of the season. to See like who who is here? Who, who else that is kid there? with?
1: Who was his name with the bow tie on? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's right. If it's an older guy with the bow tie, that must be his dad. Yeah. Anyway, I guess Martin Kirkwood could play played his dad, but we already used him last season to play. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dax. Sewer. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Michael Landis, Justin Whalen, what were they doing? They could have played Henry yeah, James Olsen I Sr. They could have gone in. Anyway, so there you go. There's your continuity deep dive for for this ridiculous retcon forward and backward. Because <laughs> it goes two ways, this retcon. It does. But anyway, Jimmy's like, hey, look, a guy like me doesn't end up with a girl like you. That's not how it works. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just being honest here. If you want to call it off, I understand. I feel, actually, I feel kind of bad for Jimmy here. But Chloe's like, no, no, we're okay. And they, they are okay for now. For now, I guess you think you think Chloe's more like accepting because she had all these massive lies she's not telling Jimmy. She's like, "Well, this um, is the worst." I'm,
1: yeah, there, there's everything to do with all the meteor freaks and everything else that's going on in her life. Um, her relationship with Clark—that you know she wasn't—we were waiting for that moment when she was attached to the lie detector test. It was like, has she, does she still like Clark? Does, are there still you know feelings there? So yeah, she's got a few things in in the arsenal that Jimmy needs to forget about. So maybe she yeah. was just letting this one slide and she's waiting to bring it back in a future argument later down the line. Some ammo perhaps. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you, you gotta find the wins where you can find them.
2: <laughs> it is funny. Like this is yet this is yet another episode because they know how messed up this everybody's love lives are in this show. This is yet another attempt to kind of clean things up with them. They're hmm. like oh, okay, maybe they're gonna be alright. But then you know the ne- the very next episode Luke you know, to get her hell of ourselves, but but it's worth mentioning here. Like in the in the last scene of um Prey, you know, she's talking to Davis, right? Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. they're talking and, and he's like, Man, it's it's so easy with you. Have you have you ever felt that way about someone? And Chloe's like, Yeah, someone, once. And Davis is like, Oh, Jimmy, she's like, No. <laughs> so clearly Damn it, Joe.
1: Another reason why that detector test wasn't working properly, <laughs> because she does still love Clark. <laughs> She
2: does. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my goodness. Anyway. So they cut to Tess and it's it's the morning after. Mm-hmm. Right? Oliver and Tess have, yes. have had, had a passionate fling that evening. Um and she's all just like she's back all, all business, you know. Sitting at the vanity combing her hair. Oliver's like, hey babe, let's uh let's go on a private jet and gives her a bracelet, <laughs> which
1: that's oh, why he yes. was in the jewelry store before.
2: Look at you show. I think good See, job. Clever, Robert. clever,
1: clever. But yeah, this done. was um this was a spicy scene.
2: Yeah, I, I um I like this I like this scene a lot. And she she uh she tells Oliver like, hey, I had an itch, you scratched it. It was cold.
1: cold. That was that was cold blooded because he was like, yeah, let's let's take the private jet, let's go and spend some quality time together, away from business, away from all the drama that we've had or will have. And she's like, no, nope, um, there's a taxi outside waiting for you. You can um you can <laughs> you can get your things and you can go like wow okay yeah. he's like what happened to you Tess she's like I grew up Oof. you know and you left
2: I'm like again vague they're like we're not we're not sure how we're gonna fill in this backstory <laughs> let's keep it vague right now <laughs> I did like I really like that line because it, obviously that's that that's dialogue it's probably used a lot of places like that you're an itch you get scratched right but uh John Chase Lex Luther says this to um in a Los Le- and Clark episode it's like the love potion episode mm-hmm this scientist who who is a famous actress who played Chandler's parent on Friends. That's a whole conversation. That's a whole conversation. I don't remember exactly, but she's kind of a famous actress, and I'm forgetting her name right now. Lex tells her the same thing. Like she, she misses love potion to kind of win Lex back, and it does it backfires because it makes Lex in love with Lois, right? Mm. But he's like, "You're an itch. You've been scratched." And I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, "Oh, that's." That's amazing! What a, what a horrible, cold-blooded lie, and it always stuck with me. They uh, intentionally or unintentionally bring out, bring it back here for a Luther character to say, which I liked a lot. So yeah, again, I ship Oliver with everybody. I'm rooting for these. I'm
1: rooting for these guys. <laughs> I was just, and then that happens, and it was just like you thought maybe they. That again, another will they, won't they situation, but then to see them wake up the next day after clearly a night of romance, and for her to or, be the or moment, not romance of, on her end or like, not <laughs> romance, but yeah. Of pushing him away and saying, you know, this is, I'm in control of this relationship, let alone meeting me meet at half past seven after the restaurant, that whole debacle of him changing the times. Right. Now she's in charge. I'm like, no, get out. I'm done with you. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we uh,
2: cut from here to the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. And Lois is like kind of like sneaking around and, you know, has has her her eyes over her shoulder, you know, and, and uh, goes to the elevator. opens up, and who is there, Luke, but Clark? Of course. Perfect timing, as always. You're not avoiding me, are you? Yes. She's 100% avoiding you, Clark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it was, yeah, When they've had, again, a lot of those moments where I need to have some space away from you, or I don't want to speak to you, or I don't want to think about that predicament we've just gotten ourselves out of. But when they do get back together, it's always... I always appreciate it when they are back on screen together.
2: And it's pretty charming. Uh, you know, he, he holds the door open for her and she's like, oh, I'll take the stairs, you know. And he's like, well, statistically
1: speaking, this exactly. is the safer way to travel. Look at you show. I, that one, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I, was, the the cap- thing. <laughs> I was the Captain America meme. Of like, I understood that reference. I was like, this is this. I've heard that before. And I think even way back then, I made an edit of the times that that quote has been used. It was that one in um, Superman Returns, when they get him off the plane and lands in the baseball field. I was like, this is great. Now, you know, this has to keep on happening in the future. I love love love
2: it. Um, Are elevators statistically safer than going upstairs? I I don't know. I I, I doubt it. I hope not. (laughs) It's like, you know what? People have been going upstairs for, for, for thousands of years. Yes. So just perhaps over time, more accidents have occurred on stairs than elevators, but, because elevators are, what, like, 100 years old?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it, that's it.
2: But, that's the only, (laughs) yeah, other than that, though, if you take the stats from when elevators were invented to now, that's definitely not accurate, Clark. I'm sorry, but elevators are not, we've seen many elevator accidents on Smallville itself. Exactly. Anyway. Unless you're
1: sort of counting stairs on, like, the pyramids, if that counts, going <laughs> way back then. I mean, I'm not sure when the first stairs were made. We haven't got the records for that, but I'm sure there are more accidents on stairs than lifts. If you use it in this particular equation, which is incorrect.
2: Uh, but what what's important <laughs>
1: is he, he's quoting
2: Christopher Reeve and Brandon Routh, and that's what matters here. That's <laughs> so, is what matters the most. That, that is, is what a, matters.
1: It, it was a wonderful reference.
2: So they get it. She gets in the elevator, and uh, they talk about how the, the jeweler, who I was like, is he dead? Like what? <laughs> but no, he's alive. He's in custody. He he confessed. There were, there were five couples counting Lewis and Clark right Yeah, mm-hmm. and then so it's awkward here right because Clark's like oh well she loves me right <laughs> he tries to break the ice he's like who would have thought you were such a good liar and she's like oh well you know I slipped my finger out of the thing and we just saying that and you know and he's like oh and it's just, so she like diffuses the whole thing and, and of course yeah. she's lying because she doesn't want to say like oh yeah I love you or whatever you and, never- and, you, and you see how disappointed Clark is
1: you do, and again, we've we've had those those puppy dog eyes many times over the years, whether it be in the barn, in the talon, or in a field somewhere, given those puppy dog eyes to someone, and you know it, it did not get frustrating after a while, but you just thought, come on, Clark, just make a move somewhere down the line, and and let that person know how you feel. But, well, yeah. it is it is
2: charming here because it, for for the two of them, it is kind of fresh, right? Because mm. like Clark had. For so long, they had the sibling thing going on or the like frenemy thing going on. And Clark was with <laughs> Lana and whatever. And but now, like, they're both like they're both single and they're working together and they have good chemistry. And like, OK, we're only a few episodes in. This is fresh and fun. Had this continued on as long as Clark and Lana did, it would have gotten insufferable at some point. Yes. Um. And well, d- despite, you know, the the hiccup in the middle of the season, when Lana comes back. After that, this carries on a very organic pace. And I don't feel like they stretch it out forever because that is your end game, right? Clark and Lois. So it's like, that it was the is, problem with yeah. Clark and Lana. It's like, well, we want to stretch it out, but we know they have to break up. And that's why we ended up in that cycle we did with them. With there, you can actually make progress with Clark <laughs> yes. and Lois. And that's why it's like fun to see it evolve in those early stages. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, last line of the episode is uh, Lois uh, throwing some smarm at Clark. She's like, whoa, good thing you weren't asked that question. Who knows where we'd be because you're a terrible liar. And then she walks mm. out the elevator and the, it's a nice little cut because the elevator doors close on Clark, pondering everything and episode ends. And that's a very cute way to end the show, I think.
1: It was. It was, a, again, good closure in a way. Closure <laughs> it in a literal yes. sense. <laughs> it was, yeah
2: the
0: superman legend begins in a place called smallville
1: you ever feel like your life
0: was supposed to be something different secrets i don't want any record that i was here loyalty
1: i never bet against clark kent
0: betrayal what do you want the world mrs kent destiny yes. maybe it's time i stop running from who i really am clark kent will you marry me now you can own every action-packed episode of doomsday, doomsday is coming plus never before seen bonus features Smallville, on season 8 on Blu-ray and DVD.
2: Plus committed. Got an eight point four out of ten on IMDB. And Neil Bailey from the Superman homepage gave it a one out of five. Not a fan wow. of the, the key, relationship no. drama. No. Neil is uh you know, he had some faith restored in the show the first episode and um he will like the show again for in a couple episodes, but he's you know he's been pretty down on the last couple of seasons, and he's now he's really like zigzagging about either high oh, grades yeah. or low grades, and um. So yeah, read his review on Superman homepage to see why he didn't <laughs> like this frankly delightful episode of Smallville. I, I was yeah. actually surprised it was such a low score because I enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, as did you, Luke. But uh, let's let's quantify our enjoyment on the letter grade scale, A to F. What would you give, committed?
1: i'd go to a c a c a c
2: i thought you were gonna love this and give it like an a or something i'm shocked please explain yourself luke
1: there wasn't enough i mean yes we got to see some superpowers in this one but the episodes for me that really always stoked me to get into them are the ones where he lets loose and we see some of those classic effects of either him running or freeze breath or just doing some classic x-ray Superman activities. For me, it was, it wasn't slow paced. I, I liked the lie detector scenes and I, I like the little bit of action that we got. For me, it wasn't a, an amazing one. Still one that is enjoyable. So I would kick this one in the middle of the road, but for the Superman reference towards the end, it's, it's teetering to a B. It's teetering over the edge, but it was still a very enjoyable episode. Not one that I would, it's, it's one that i immediately think of if I was again, recommending this show to someone, I wouldn't say, wait till you get to this episode, Hmm. it's a real standout. It's going to (laughs) really knock your socks off sort of thing. But it was a cute chapter on the progression of uh, Lois and Clark's relationship. I'll give that. It was a nice, a nice intro to that one. And again, it, it was. Again, with the future of the show, where it's going, we do get some more secrets unlocked soon. We get to see some more of why these characters are still lying and why there is deception and what's going on in the future. But yeah, I'll give it a C. This one, I'll give it a a point five if that is an option. Well, it's, uh, it's right c- in the C plus would be the. I'll give it a C plus. point yeah, we'll, five. we we'll go for the C plus. Then we we'll okay. go for the C plus.
2: I, I'm going to go with B plus. Okay. Many of the same reasons you were describing. Honestly, the, the weakest part is just the Jimmy Olsen of it all, or the Henry James yeah. Olsen, as we learned at that end of the season. It's like, again, I've, I've never really been a fan of their relationship. <laughs> this episode just shows me, like, I'm still not a fan. Um, <laughs> having having them be, like, the, the crux of everything, the linchpin. Oh, they got kidnapped. We got to figure out where they are and yeah. save them. And then there's this retcon about his, like, family And I guess, yeah, we didn't know anything about Jimmy's family up to this point. So I guess you could say, yeah. And it's not this episode's fault that they do what they do with Jimmy, Henry James Olsen later. So I can't blame this episode. But it's still like, come on. Jimmy Olsen should not be this like character where he has all this like emotional baggage and like dark past. And like he's just like your fun buddy comic relief
1: character. Yeah. Give him a camera. Give him a couple of lines. Put him in a little bit of trouble. Right. Let him save the day once or twice at a push. <laughs> give, him, give him a signal watch. Yeah. yeah. Give him the watch, but don't give him his own like spinoff series, essentially.
2: Side note, you know, big Snyderverse fan. You are Luke, right? Yes. Does the Batman versus Superman Jimmy Olson bother you? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> But see, to me, he's just a—it's just a name, it's a code name he used. But I guess it's—I guess it's what it represents. Like we brought this name in, and then immediately
1: killed him. That's immediately, I was like, okay, there's there's a camera. This could be Jimmy Olsen. Clearly, he's a tough guy in this universe. He's a—he's a bit of an extreme alpha male compared to yeah. what we've seen of Jimmy Olsen in the past. Grant
2: Gabriel from Smallville yeah. season seven, played by Michael Cassidy.
1: <laughs> they all make their way into these films yes. a lot. There, there is, you know, but. Yeah, to to have him appear and work with Lois Lane, this version of Lois Lane, and then to have him be killed off so quickly—bit of a bad taste in the mouth. Even yeah. though I'm a, I am a fan of those films, that particular element wasn't didn't go down too well with me, and quite a lot of other people as well.
2: No, it's it's one of your like you know when, when people like it's it's on your uh, your starter pack for I don't like the. <laughs> Yeah, no, person, song, man, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I, uh, I I don't really mind that, but I I, I get, yeah. They, they just didn't really need to call him for, for Jimmy Olsen, because because I mean, I I thought it was gonna be Jenny Olsen from the Man of Steel, but they just dropped that entirely. <laughs> it's
1: again, as well. yeah. I mean, it's not just a yeah. It was to, to use that actual established name mm. in in a different context completely, and then just to to kill him off straight away. It was a bit okay. You're just putting that name in there either to just. A reference for the fans or to perhaps, (laughs) perhaps cause some controversy. A a misguided
2: reference for the fans. That that is indeed what you're doing. But That was a spur of the moment question. I I know that you love the uh, the Zack Snyder movies and I thought, you know what? We're talking about Jimmy Olsen here. Let me throw that out at you. Let's do it. Um, But you know what, uh, Luke? I'm proud to say that Smallville would never pull such a stunt killing off Jimmy Olsen.
1: (laughs) i mean no i mean there there are some characters that yes do get killed off no one that is like of, of major significance into the into the mythos that is a superman universe no i, oh. I
2: think he's safe i think he's um uh, i think just, so jimmy jimmy and cole you're gonna live happily ever after you know yes. because they, you can't kill off jimmy olsen so no maybe, maybe that's why i was desensitized to it honestly in the movie i'm like well i've seen
1: jimmy olsen die before <laughs> So, he's coming back he can bring him all back it's where fine. is Michael
2: Cassidy's little brother he can play him in 10 years anyway okay there you go all that to say C plus for you B plus yes. for me I am kind of surprised that you had such a low score because I was like because oh, you you were like oh yeah committed I want to talk about that one I'm like oh this must be one of
1: Luke's favorite episodes I've got there are a few but yeah there's a good one but I say middle of the road for me there wasn't some more superpowers and some more what's more superman action
2: I, I got you I follow you yeah so uh, tally board, kind of short tally board this week. I, I only had a plus one for blue shirt, red jacket. Uh, that brings okay. us to seventy seven. And then I have a a plus one for shirtless Oliver. Uh, shirtless Oliver Queen. Yeah. Uh, they love to get his shirt off as much as Smallville as they, they do, as yeah. they do on Arrow. Uh, and that brings us to five so far, which is which yeah. is pretty impressive considering he was a guest star in a few episodes before this. <laughs> <laughs> and he, this is only his this is only his fifth episode as, his, as, really his, as was, a series yeah. regular and he's already got five shirtless scenes. Um Bechtel test fail I think cuz everything is about relationships in this episode like yeah. Colin Low is talking about that and I I I think I think that's that's it I mean all they talk about is like Clark or Jimmy relationships so so uh by my calculation that would be a fail.
1: Yeah. I think so.
2: There you go. Well look there it is man. Fun, as always,
1: talking as to you always, about yes. Smallville
2: Superman. We will have to do it again sometime, but in the meantime... No, let me
1: know. Yes.
2: Where can people find you out there online?
1: You can just search for me at The Geek of Steel. You'll, you'll find something of whatever I'm getting up to right now at the minute, or check out the podcast of Steel where weekly episodes are coming back. I took a little vacation over the summer and um, took some time off, but now I've come back. I've got a, a line of guests to get on. I've got things to talk about.
2: And, yeah, you talk about all sorts of... All shades of Superman over there, so uh, some for everyone over on the podcast to steal, huh?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, normally, like yourself, we can find ways to squeeze Smallville into, into any given conversation. <laughs> if, if the conversation isn't going the way that we want to, we will find a way to crowbar ourselves into it to make it a bit more enjoyable. Whether that be talking about Smallville or movies or Superman. But yes, uh, the Geek of Steel is a lover of all things Superman and and all things geeky. But Smallville, as we said at the beginning, Smallville is the reason that I got into the world of Superman. So it always has my heart. And it's why I will always be happy to come back on here and talk about shows.
2: Excellent. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. Until next week, we talk about Prey. Always hold on to Smallville. Always Hold On To Smallville as part of the Always Hold On To network of podcasts and brought to you by listeners like you. Chris Fuchs, Kavante Chilis, Darren Kirst, Joey Deanberg, J.J. Hodges, D.J. Duina, Isaiah Goodridge, Corey Moore, Nathan Rothacher, Thomas Naven, Andrew Parker, Adam Sullins, Mark Idzfappen, Patricia Carrillo, Michael Hartford, Jim Crawford, Megan Rich, Rui Humphrey, Nathan McKenzie, Jason Skipper, Steve Rogers, Atif Sheikh, Molly Ficarella, John Curcio, Dylan D'Antonio James Lee, Joe Michael, Jason Davis, Patrick Bravo, Jacob Stevenart, Dana Bias, Crystal Dungeon, Rob O'Connor, Tay Tay, Nick Ryan Magdoza, Eddie Bissell, Jim Thomas, Nicholas Fanzler, Clunk Kent, Stephanie Ronsley, John Long, Tom Gerke Nicholas Coso, Jared Gibbs, Anthony Anderson, Jasmine Magelli, Keith Falls, James Hart, Anthony Desiato, Crystal Cross, and Jake C. Thank you so much to all these patrons. And you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash alwaysmallville with one S. Hope to see you there. Always hold to Smallville's theme music is by Lance Laster, and our podcast art is by Tom Gerke. You can follow us on Twitter at alwaysmallville with one S, you can find us on Facebook at Always Hold on to Smallville, and you can send us an email at AlwaysMallville at gmail.com once again with 1s. Thanks for listening.